across the UK, online and on DAB. A radio star is born. You're going to love Talk Radio. Talk Radio. Thank you, Jake. Busy show this evening. We're going to talk about a new XTC documentary. We'll play out the Jimmy Tarbuck interview. And it's just dawned on me, we didn't record a trail for tomorrow's show. Going to need your help on that one, guys. Talk Radio! Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. I can't hold you solo ever indulge me one second we're gonna go back to the guitar solo listen to this guitar solo hang on here we go this is the this is the best guitar solo in any song listen to this listen to this here it comes here it comes now
It is the best guitar solo in any, any song. And that is one of the best songs off of one of the best albums of all time. And I'm betting, I'm betting that most of you won't know it. Tex TC, of course, and we've had Andy Partridge on the show. I'm trying to track down Colin Moulding to get him on the show. I bumped into Dave Gregory at a gig once. Um, that's from Skylarking, which is a masterpiece, an absolute masterpiece. It's 31 years old. Flipping heck. Flipping heck. You know my love for XTC knows no limits, no bounds. Um... And uh, like I say, Andy's been on the show to uh, talk about XTC and talk about the monkeys. Of course, of course, of course. But I'm really excited, fanboy excited, because, 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 at last, someone is making a documentary about not just Swindon's finest, not not the United Kingdom's finest, but, but one of the finest bands in the world. And I'm really pleased to say, uh, say that the, the guy behind the documentary, John Robb, joins me now. Evening, John. Hi, Ian. I'm, I'm, I'm actually not, I'm not making documentary. I've written about it. Oh, okay, you've written about it. Of course, you're, so you're, so. Does that, that spoil it? No, 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 not at all, not at all. I, you're, you're, my excitement is frothing a little bit. <laughs> what do we know about this film? Um, so, so, no, there was a trailer up the other week, and I, I just like about on my website, but apparently taking the trailer down. Oh. It's kind of gone all secretive, isn't it? But it's, it's about, I mean, it's a bit fantastic when it's finished, because it's one of those great untold stories of, of, of a great band, but also that was in a great era as well. It gives you such a, a different angle. I mean, the story, I know XTC are strictly a punk band, but that, that era is... That has been so overtold. It's great to have it from a different angle, isn't it? Well, they they were. I mean, they kind of started around the punk era, and it was at a time when every, any new band that had four or five blokes in. It's like, oh, they're 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 punks. We'll call them punks. But the, the, but there were a few bands like them and like the Buzzcocks and a few others that weren't actually punk. They just started there, and XTC never they they, they never seemed to fulfil you know their destiny. They should have been massive. Um, yeah, it's, it kind of got in between, didn't they? They they, they got fairly big. They, had pop, they, had, they did have top 20 hits, and, and the albums got in the top 10, so you got a fair size. Yeah. And, I mean, so, so the, it wasn't a complete failure. It wasn't total cult. Yeah. It's just that frustrating... You, you can sort of see, they can sort of see the the horizon, but can't quite get to it, kind of size, isn't it? But the thing about them not being punk, I mean, I know they're not strictly punk, but they felt like punk when you were a kid, when you're 15 or 16, because they, their first two albums are that fantastic kinetic energy to yeah. them. I absolutely love those records, and I, and I, I do like a lot of the later records, but people tend to overlook those first two albums, which are totally original. Yeah. But also like really exciting and really scratchy and 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 quite. Um, and claustrophobic as well, like a lot of great kind of sort of punk period sort of uh, music was. I think the thing is that punk's become a style of music over the years. So people forget how diverse all the groups were at the time, but still felt yeah. had that energy of punk rock about them. Can I, John, how old are you? Uh, 55. Okay. So I'm, I'm, so I'm, in the, I'm in that ballpark for yeah. something like XTC. So you, you, yeah. you were a teenager when they came out. Did, did, do you, did you spot them at the time, John? Were you, were you, were you, were they on your radar when they came out or did you get them a bit later? No, no, I, I got the first, I think, was it Why Music was the first? I think uh, so, yeah. Uh, um, oh no, it's not, um, oh god, it's the first EP called that four track EP I got that, then I got White Music, the album, which yeah. I totally loved. I mean, they're one of our favourite bands. We, we, 
uh, when we were growing uh, in that period of time when I grew up in Blackpool. I've seen him play in Blackpool and I saw them play in uh, Manchester wow. as well when wow. they played the Apollo, which is like a huge uh, venue. Yeah. It wasn't like the biggest crowd in the world in it as well. We, when we were so naive, we thought, because it'd been the music papers, it'd be like absolutely mobbed at the venue, so we got there super early. <laughs> and, and it wasn't mobbed at all. I mean, it's still a, not a bad crowd, yeah. but it's just, uh, it's not like nowadays where bands get massive live followings very quickly. Mm. They, they were just, I think people didn't really know what to make of them, did they, at that point in time? But we knew what to make of them because we totally adored them and absolutely loved them. Yeah. It's just, the, the, I really like the energy in the music, and I really like that. Um, the kind of suppressed aggression as well that Andy Partridge has, and also that um, intelligence as well. I mean, I know they were knocked a lot for being uh, too quirky and, and too clever, clever, but I thought those are good things, you know. I like I like the cleverness of it, and I like I like the way the songs don't do what you expect them. And also, my favourite XTC record, which is what a side project, was when Andy Partridge did those dub mixes. Oh, now what is that? Is that Go To? Uh, well, yeah, it was, it, was, it, was, it was called... Um, oh, yeah, I think it was called. I think no, it was, it was, it was album, but it was called. Uh, yeah, it's was, it was called something dub, wasn't it? But it, it was like these really amazing little dub mixes, which it came out now. People still think it's a really futuristic record. Partridge is definitely, he's definitely a genius. And, I, 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 you know, the word that gets thrown around too much in music for people that, that, that can turn out a good pop tune. But I think he's a genius because, because, because he does all that angular kind of, you know, the, as you say, the songs go off in different directions. They are packed with jokes. You know, they are very, yeah. very funny songs, you know, and, and they're intelligent and there are references from, you know, from Superman comics to the Bible. To, to everything is covered in it. Yeah, a lot, lot of surrealism, but also really great melodies. And let's let's not forget Colin Moldy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I know it's, I know they're the big Beatles fans, and a lot of this is based on the Beatles. And, and Colin sort of tends to take the Paul McCartney role of of writing the, the effortlessly super melodic sort of big hit singles. And Andy's more the acidic, acidic, John Lennon kind of role. Yeah, it kind of mixes around a few times. But Colin wrote the big hits, didn't he? That's that's that was the odd thing in, in the bands, wasn't it? And, it, and, and I, you know, I make a plan for Nigel as well, Colin Moldings, wasn't it? And yeah, he, he, he kind of, but Partridge was the main songwriter. And I always, I always wondered if there was some rivalry between them, because Col- uh, Partridge was the main songwriter, but then after a couple of years, you're right, Colin started crafting these, these perfect little pop hits, like Making Plans for Nigel. Um, was Generals and Majors a, a moulding one as well? I think it might have yeah, been. Yes, yes, it was. Yeah, I mean, because you know, like most bands, if you write the song, you sing the song. But you can always tell by the style of music, his songs are more... Uh, fluid, uh, melodic, and Andy's tended to be more kind of quirky and early on, but then it got to more of that kind of classic songwriting mold. But I, I really like some some of those middle period records where they've got that English thing going yeah. on, you know, where and they, they do sound really English, their records, don't they? And they but also, they kind of mix them in with like weird little Africa style, African style guitar yeah. licks, and those really heavy drums. So they sound, again, they sound, they sound like these kind of post-punk records, but also very English folk and African at the same time, all in one song. <laughs> and it all made sense. It's like... 
it's incredibly clever, but also really sparse as well. You know, which is really difficult to do in music. And I say, I say, I, I don't know why they made why they didn't make it better. I've got a few ideas, and I I, I do think that um, Andy on occasion. Um, likes to throw a spanner in the works, whether that's deliberately or not. And also, of course, he, he, when he stopped touring, when he when he finally said, it, you know, because he was, he, he told me, and I, said, I don't think this is a secret, that he was um, he was addicted to painkillers. Uh, you know, because when he was a kid, to keep him quiet, his mum would give him like Valium and stuff. So he was addicted. And the night that he he, he kind of tossed all that down the toilet and, and 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 went cold turkey, he started getting stage fright. And and so for a band that was on the cusp of of becoming huge to suddenly go, yeah, we're not touring anymore. That was not career suicide, but that's that's going to knock them back a bit, isn't it? No, I mean, and again, you have to mention the Beatles here. Yeah. When, when the when the Beatles stopped touring, they were the biggest group in the world. So the the whole thing was just like a, an express train. You just couldn't stop wherever you did. But because XTC were in that position where you probably would have to do like your world tour every yeah. year, it, it definitely made a difference. I mean, it, they did have like some of their biggest hits after that, but to sustain that over three, four, five, six more years, you tend to fade into the background. You know, the gaps between the records get longer. You're not touring, and like um, then even like say ten years after they stopped touring, when, it, when the whole music scene started to change into more of a live orientated music scene. On the festival, things start to become more important. It's difficult, you know. If they could still play gigs, and if they were still like playing together, there'd be a band to be playing like Glastonbury, wouldn't yeah. they? You know, you could they could get away like four from the bill on the Saturday afternoon on the main stage because they got enough hits of people yeah. know. And it'd be one of those like wow moments, but of course they can't do it, can they? He, he won't. And I, I had a, I had a wonderful, wonderful dream, and I was hoping it was a premonition. I dreamt that they that every member of XTC reformed to do like a gig at the Royal Albert Hall, but Andy Partridge has got zero interest in doing it zero interest and fair play you have to respect that determination because i bet they've been offered a few quid um but it just doesn't interest him no, no I, I, that's okay you know i mean but, but playing live is, is is a very different thing yeah from being in a studio you know i don't i think maybe actually maybe i mean the early days when you watched them you did have a fantastic stage presence because it was it was it was like really wiry and that intensity about them and uh, about him especially. But I think um, I don't think he was a natural performer. You know, I think you know someone like Adamant is a performer, yeah. and Andy Partridge is a songwriter yeah. and, and a sound sculptor. Really, can make brilliant sounding pieces of music. And he said, I think the studio is his natural environment. You know, some people uh, are made to be on the stage, and some people uh, play that can play their music live on stage because that's part of what they have to do. Really. So this this documentary, you're right? There was a, there was a, a, and I read your wonderful wonderful piece about it. There, there is a, there was a trailer, like a three minute trailer that was online, and it, it's all it, it's been pulled now, has it? The trailer? Yeah. So someone saying it there, and that was on Twitter. Somebody said they'd they'd gone to my uh, site to look at the trailer. The trailer wasn't there anymore. So I don't know whether it was like a little teaser thing. Um, but I'm, I mean, I'm sure documentaries get made. I don't think there's any kind of big mystery about yeah. it. You know, I think. Uh, and I think it's time that story got told. I think it's, uh, hopefully it'll put the focus, I mean, the focus, I mean, they're all bound, they're not forgotten, you know, a lot, I mean, they are in the world of music writers that are very well regarded bands, you, yeah. know, you know, the one those bands are, are deeply loved by people, really love uh, music. I mean, they're, they're, it's kind of odd, their influence kind of wiggles around everywhere, doesn't it? I yeah. remember uh, interviewing the Stone Roses years ago, and they got John Leckie to produce 
their first album because of XTC's Jukes Transfer side project. Oh, is we that like true? That record. Is yeah, that, yeah. I did not. For those who don't know, Jukes of Stratosphere was was genius. It was it was XTC. They they released a couple of albums and pretended they were long lost psychedelic uh, relics from sort of 1967, 68, yeah. and they they are. Absolutely spot-on pastiches, aren't they? Pastiche, but also almost like... Uh, yeah, because they actually are the real thing. Yeah. They actually are just fantastically psychedelic uh, tunes by a band that understands psychedelic music inside out, which is quite interesting because when they started, they seemed, they seemed a very stark, scratchy, uh, post-punk new wave band. But they morphed into a really brilliant psychedelic band as well. Yeah. There didn't seem to be, didn't seem to be a style of guitar music they can't play very well. You know, they seem to be able to, like, go from, like, classic 60s guitar pop to psychedelic to uh, B-fart. They could do prog. Yeah. That solo guitar solo we talked about a minute ago has all that in it in one go. It's got, it's a really melodic guitar solo. But it's like, there's a little part, one of the runs in it, it's very proggy as yeah. well. And, and, and also, but it's also got the economy of new wave in it. So it's like, with one guitar solo, you've got everything about XTC in it. It's like every note. It seems, it seems to like a hint of something, doesn't it? And it's 15 seconds, you know, it's 15, 20 seconds long. They, they, they don't mess around. They've, right, you've got what you... He, I once had a... Because I, I sort of know Andy a little. I, I, I wouldn't go as far as to say we're mates. But every now and then he'll, he'll send me an email or I'll phone him up or something. And um, he once... We, we just got chatting on the phone about writing songs. And he just said, look, if you, if you ever write a song, if, it, if, if you've told the story in two minutes, then finish the song. You know, don't don't add anything that doesn't need to be there. Keep keep chiseling away and, t- and and getting rid of all the superfluous stuff, which is which is great advice. Yeah, I mean that's it is very good economy. And the, 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 the songs there's, there's no there's no extra on there, as, as you say. There's nothing. There's, there's not needed an XTC song. So they definitely each one's like a really well thought out. And you know when you say yeah. like great pop songs like mini operas and that's what XTC songs are like aren't they you know yeah. they, make, they, they actually make the complex seem simple which is which is like an incredible trick in pop music to make something that's you listen to and you think oh it's a catchy little ditty <laughs> but it's actually really clever you know it's, and it's also, got about 25 chords in it and loads of yeah. little changes and time changes in it and I always thought, growing up and listening to them as a kid and listening to them at college, I always thought they were, you know, we talk about them being a psych, having hints of psychedelia. I always thought they were a druggy band in the way that the Beatles, you know, were a druggy band in that they smoked and they, they took acid and stuff. And I, I, I mentioned this to, to Andy. He said, no, 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 no. We never did any of that. We, I, I, I never smoked a joint. I never took acid. You know, I had the problem with the, with the painkillers, but we were never that kind of band where we, you know, let's expand our minds, guys. We just wanted to go in. And, and, and write and record songs, which I found really surprising. Yeah, no, but I, I suppose you could argue the Beatles have done, done all the hard, well, not the hard work. The research. <laughs> They've done the research. <laughs> the chemical research. <laughs> for them or something. So, so, so the template being set, but that doesn't matter either. You know, if you take that template and make something else out of it. Yeah. I, th- I tell you thing I always read up about XTC. I, I love the way they sing in their accents, you know, the... It makes him sound even more English. You, you can hear that West Country burr yeah. on, on, on the way he sings and stuff like that. And I always love the way they came from Swindon as well. Like in, in pop culture terms, it's sort of a deeply unfashionable town. Yeah. But they just seem to come from nowhere with this kind of like really fully full vision. But I suppose that's because they, they've been together for about five years before they've even made it. So they had plenty of time to hone it down. I've always I've always been interested in their, their glam rock phase in the period of time when they were like really New York Dolls, but that was some. Well, they, they, they were called the Helium Kids or something. Yeah, I yeah, think. yeah. 
Uh, I actually met somebody who produced their first demos for. Oh, uh, really? Or I think it's Virgin, for maybe CBS before it signed Virgin. It was. Uh, yeah. It's a guy, oh God, what's his name? He did all the court club records in the 80s, but one of his first jobs as an 18 year old was to produce that session oh. in, about, in early 1976. Wow. So, and he played me some of the stuff and it sounds good. I think I'm not, it might even be available online, but I've heard it. And it, you can start, the, all, the sound of the band is already there, so in a sense, they, they were kind of like, they got caught up in punk new ways, but yeah. they already had their own version of that kind of sound before, you know. I suppose that most of those bands did it away, didn't and they? A, and of course, Partridge has got one of the best songs on the, the latest Monkeys album from last year. You know, we were wonderful. He, 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 as he says, he, he, he um, cha- channeled his inner Neil Diamond and, and wrote a song that, that could easily have come from the summer of 1967. Not a lot of his songs sound like they could easily come from the summer of 1967, don't they? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> hey, John, listen, what, what are you up to now? Because I know that you write, and you and are you, are you still still gigging in bands? Yeah, we, we my, my band, The Membranes, last night we played with G-Smare, Shane and Leeds. That oh, was great fantastic. How did that yeah. go? It was all right? Yeah, it's fantastic. It was great, yeah. Yeah, we just, uh, we did an album last year, and it got loads of great reviews and things, so we've just been playing lots of festivals and just got another year of that to go so it's great yeah really good and i did the website loud and more and loads of things really and if people want to come and read some of your writing because it's 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 well worth the gander where's the best place to to, to go and see it come to the website uh, louderthanwar.com louderthanwar.com I'll, I'll do a little tweet as well john so that people can go and have a look hey listen i've i've, I've really enjoyed having a little xtc geek out with you john so thank you so much for that I've enjoyed it as well. It's great to talk about XTC, isn't it? It is, it is, and, and I, I don't... What's your favourite XTC song? Oh, mate, don't, 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 because it, <laughs> it, it depends, it depends where I am. I prefer the later stuff. Um, uh, so, uh, sometimes it's Wrapped in Grey, sometimes it's Love on a Farm Boy's Wages. If, if I had to pick, if I could only ever have one XTC song, I, I, I'm a bit of a cliche, it, it would be Senses Working Overtime, because I remember hearing that... That came out, what, 82? So I was about nine when it came out. And I wasn't really, you know, I wasn't really interested in pop. But there was something about that. I think I saw them on Top of the Pops do it. And it just, it just struck me as a really weird song. And all the world is football shaped. It's just for me to kick in space. That line to a nine-year-old, it was like, that's insane. What a a beautiful line. So if I had to pick one, it would be Senses, I think. I do love that song, but my favourite is actually a bit more of a... It's, it's from the first album. It's a song called I'm Bugged. I just like... It's all about people in the punk scene wearing plastic specs. So it's like, I'm bugged, you look like insects in your plastic specs. So it's quite... It's, it's a nice little observation, like a little obtuse observation, but the music sounds like... It actually sounds like a bug, uh, or, or sort of scratching the bowels. So the music actually fits the lyrics, and I love music. It's very pictorial. And it's a very scratchy, classic, tense piece of early XTC. So it's a fantastic piece of music. I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to dig out the early albums because I, I, I tend to kind of listen to the later ones. So I'm gonna have to dig those out they're tomorrow. They're all great in yeah. all in different ways. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John, really nice to talk to you, man. Thank you so much for your time. Okay, thanks for Ian. Cheers, okay. There we go. It's John Rob. Uh, louderthanwar.com. I'll do a little tweet for that. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. Let's put the breaks together and go in at half past, shall we, guys? Shall we? Talk through the break there. Naughty. Naughty, naughty. 0344-499-1000 is the telephone number. I need your help. Um, you know, you, you probably, if you listen throughout the day, you'll hear trailers, adverts for this show. And over the last couple of weeks, we've been inspired by John Holmes, right? John Holmes comes in and records a new advert for his show every single day, right? 
And I was thinking, oh, I'd like to do that. So for the last couple of weeks, two, two three, four weeks, we've been doing that. I come in, and about half past seven, me and Kath go to the little studio, and we'll go, right, coming up on tomorrow's show. Oh, no, coming up on tonight's show, because we'll be talking about it, we get played the next day. Coming up on tonight's show will be Jimmy Tarbuck. Coming up on tonight's show, we'll be talking about this. And I forgot to do a trail for tonight, for tomorrow night's show. So, dear listener, this is what we're going to do tonight, Catherine, so you're going to have to get your, your scissors ready to cut bits out. Um, can you call in and record the trailer? Why are they called trailers? You, I know it's because you, you trail ahead, but saying you trail ahead doesn't, e- that doesn't even make sense. So that, I'm not buying that as an explanation. It's a trailer because you trail ahead. What, what does that even mean? How can you trail ahead? It's like, why is a plug, oh, here we go. We, hey. Why is a plug called a plug? Why is it a plug? We're gonna, can I, can I um, just quickly plug my website? I don't know what that means. Why is it a plug? There's all these words, right? I, I hate words. There's all these words that we throw around and I don't even know what they mean. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Why is it called a trail? Why do we call it a plug? But with that in mind, I need you to call in and record a trail for tomorrow's show that will get played tomorrow. So there's no point in saying on tomorrow's show, because it will get played tomorrow. So it's on today's show, even though it's tomorrow, right? Now, Catherine, have we got any guests lined up for t- for tomorrow's show? No, we have no guests lined up for tomorrow's show. Because then you could just go, on, on tonight's show, we've got, we haven't got anybody. I don't know what we'll be talking about. So I've got no clues for you. So you're going to have to use your imaginations, guys. And this is a real chance for you to make a real difference in broadcasting, okay? Maybe maybe some of you want to work in broadcasting as a presenter. Well, this could be your big break. You never know. You never know who's going to be listening. You don't. Maybe Denny might be listening. Or Kelvin McKenzie. Or Rupert Murdoch. They might be listening. I like that guy who did the trial for the Ian Lee show. Let's give them, uh, let's give them the breakfast. Let's get rid of Paul Ross and get that guy in, the, the old gal that did the trial for the Ian Lee show. They can do breakfast. That, that might happen. Stranger things have happened. No, they haven't. Nothing as strange as that has happened. It doesn't mean it won't. So, the challenge is very simple. You've got to phone up, and I want a 20-second trail for the show for tomorrow, but it'll be tonight, but it's tomorrow. Got it? Good. The phone number is 0344 499 1000. Okay? 0344 499 1000. Those of you complaining about uh, the lack of Periscope, there is no Periscope this evening. Those of you complaining I'm not reading your tweets or interacting with your tweets, I'm not doing it for the entire week, because I've got a theory that we get less calls because you think you can tweet in your responses. Well, you can't. I won't be reading them. So don't. So if you want to say something, say it to my face. Yes. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. You'll phone up, you'll speak to Kath, she'll take your name and number and call you straight back. 
Don't forget to tick your Rage Our Diaries. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 1000. You just heard an example of a trail there, the John Holmes thing. That's what I need from you. Start calling up now. Alan's already queuing up, ready to go. Uh, if you want to have a go at recording tomorrow's trail, today you can. Now, if you were listening last night, um, there was a, an absolutely brilliant story in um, loads of the newspapers and it's the kind of story that a few years ago sniffy me would have gone well what a waste of resources what the hell are we doing do you but um as i get older i, I love it i love it it was um do you remember it was the um fireman in america who um the uh, fire brigade rescued this house was burning and they they rescued a woman and and he, he rescued um the woman's dog and gave it the kiss of life. It was, and there were pictures of it. Oh, it was wonderful. It was such a lovely story. It was just, and I think we, we you know, we should all celebrate our emergency services. A, because they do brilliant jobs rescuing people, but when they rescue pets as well, it is, um, it, it, it's an amazing thing to see. Um, it was, um, a member of the Santa Monica Fire Department that, um, that did this. And there was a gentleman called Andrew Klein. We've got Andrew on the line now. Good evening, Andrew. Hi, how's it going, sir? <laughs> Don't you call me, sir. I should be stood up saluting you. Um, first of all, you know, congratulations on being a firefighter, because I think you guys and gals, are, you know, you are literal heroes. Every single day of your life, you're heroes. But this story, this story, Andrew, I just, oh, I thought it was wonderful. D- tell me what happened. What, 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 how, did, how did the day kind of pan out? So the day was, uh, you know, typically busy as it is in our in our little town. Um, it was uh, late afternoon, and we got called to a, uh, a house fire. And a few blocks down, we smelled smoke, and we knew we had a working job. And um, we got closer, and there were people pointing in the direction of the fire. So we knew we we had a you know good intel that people knew where it was. So we uh, we got in the right spot. We got out of the rig, and people were literally screaming. There's a dog in there, and then the owner, uh, Crystal, she was there too, and I, I knew it was a valid, uh, a valid report that we had, you know, someone in there, mm. you know, and and to me, by someone that it's a life, whether well, it's a pet or a person, you know, that's someone's baby, and uh, you know, who are we to judge? So we just uh, consider that a rescue uh, operation. So I went right in. My uh, my partner was behind me, getting ready to push back the flames, and I. Uh, Searched the fire room, came out, because uh, we always search from the most dangerous going out. And then uh, I came out and then um, discovered Nalu, and he was totally lifeless. Now, that, that, thought, that's, the, that's the dog. We, Nalu is the, is the dog, we should say. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it means wave in Hawaiian. Okay, so, there you go. <laughs> so Nalu was uh, totally, uh, essentially dead. And uh, at that point, you know, I, I raced him out because I knew... That you know, um, if we had any chance of bringing him back, you know, I had to be, you know, very quick to to get him outside and, yeah. and get going. So ran outside, and then uh, long behold, the the place I put him down, there were at least fifty people just standing there. So the added pressure was on, uh, not only having a dog in my hands, but with all these people watching and and you know, praying over us and, and crying over seeing a dead dog. Yeah. So uh, my my captain and I, uh, we went to work on Nalu and. We were just very persistent, and the way that we train, you know, we're very aggressive, uh, all firefighters across the world, 
you know, we, we want to, you know, save a life no matter what. Yeah. And uh, we, we don't give up. We don't stop at anything. So uh, we were just uh, on him for quite a while. And then uh, you can just see his body feel like he was trying. So we kept on urging him. Then we stopped uh, giving him compressions about the snout. And then, hang on, uh, hang on, hang on. Sorry, sorry, Andrew, sorry. <laughs> Did you just use the phrase mouth to snout? Yes. Oh, beautiful. So, wait, wait, and when you say you were trying to save him, you were giving him mouth to snout. You were giving him the, what we would call the kiss of life. You were, you were trying to get him to start breathing again. Absolutely. Yeah. Because wow. he was, he was totally lifeless. So we essentially treated him like a, uh, like a human. So we changed our hand placement and the way we breathe in because he's a dog. Because yeah. their anatomy is slightly, slightly different. Yeah. And yeah, so then. Uh, yeah, he finally started uh, slowly opening up his eyes, and I mean, his eyes are totally red from the smoke. Yeah, he had a lot of uh, carbon monoxide system, but he slowly came to, and then we were just thinking, okay, we gotta get into the vet because it's not over yet. And uh, two days later, he is running around, wagging his tail, kissing people, and it was a great <laughs> reunion. <laughs> um, Crystal is the owner. What was yeah. what was her reaction? A when you brought out Nalu and he was dead. Um, and, and B, when he started moving and breathing again. That must have been incredible. Well, it was, uh, like, like I said, a very chaotic scene because there were a lot of witnesses yeah. um, that saw me running out with the dog. Um, so she she obviously was in a panic. She saw her dog in my, in my arms dead. And that was all in her mind was, hey, you know, my dog's dead, my best friend. And I just reassured her because I'm very persistent. I'm very positive when it comes to stuff like that. Yeah. You have to be. And you have to be optimistic. Yeah. So I told her, hey, just stay with him, talk to him, and we'll, we'll get him back. I love it. And, uh, you know, everything aligned up perfect to where we, we did, and he successfully recovered. But she was totally beside herself. She, yeah. uh, you know, she was there the whole time. She was worried about him. She wasn't worried about her stuff. And, uh, I mean, it was thanks to her support and, uh, and her strong will being there and keeping her composure that, uh, that made it a uh, – you know, all the more uh, successful story. And Andrew, was was there? A, is it standard procedure within the Santa Monica Fire Department if there is a pet in there in, in a burning building to to go in there? Is that the, is that the kind of standard form? Uh, we don't have uh, written procedures on on pets, right? But uh, basically, it comes down to if, if the fire is in a stage to where we can go in without. Um, severe risk to ourselves. Yeah. So if the, if the entire apartment was an inferno, um, which early in the morning it could have been, yeah. but uh, there was enough time to get in there and, and push the fire back for me to do the search. Um, but it's not, it's not written in our procedures. However, we do have special equipment with that um, pet oxygen mass that's carried on all of our apparatus oh, in wow. the city uh, for that reason. So we've had several uh, pet rescues uh, similar to this. Have you ever given mouth to snout before? Yes. Wow. I find this incredible. How many times have you done it before, Andrew? Uh, just a couple, but uh, it didn't turn out the same way as right. Nalu's story. Oh, I'm, 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 I'm sorry to hear that, man. Um, and now uh, you're kind of a, a, a big star. You know, we saw this in, in loads of the papers last night, and which is why we've, we, we, you know, we, we're so thrilled when Catherine said, "Oh, I think I've got him." When we, we found out you were coming on the show, um, 
uh, you, you, this must be very strange for you. What do your What do your family? You got You got um, daughters, haven't you? How old are your daughters? And are, are they? Uh, are they? Are you more of a hero to them now that you've saved a dog and you're in the papers? Or how do they respond to it? Well, my uh, two and a half year old daughter, you know, she sees my picture that my wife's showing her, and she's saying, you know, "Daddy, fire, puppy, oh no!" So she she knows something was going on. Um, but we, we explained to her that it was a good story, and yeah. my other daughter is on my shoulder now, sleeping. She's uh, two <laughs> months old. Oh, so mate, two it, months the old. Attention, it, you know, the attention's not necessary. If, if anything, it's a uh, obviously a, a great story to share, but hopefully it inspires other people to uh, just to love each other's you know, neighbor yeah. and, and to love each other with all the negative stuff we have in the world. You know, hopefully this is a motivator to someone to, you know, reach out to someone else when they need help, you know, regardless of, you know, who they are, you know, what they are, um, to just, you know, to just treat others the way you would want to be treated. That's it. That, mate, you saying that, knowing you've got a two-month-old asleep on your shoulder, honestly, it, it doesn't get any better than that. Trust me, they don't stay that small and cute for long, Andrew. They get bigger <laughs> oh, <I> and <laughs> noisier. <laughs> <laughs> I got you two boys me. who are seven and five, and oh man, alive! It just you know, it just becomes noisy and louder and messier. But um, Andrew, listen, uh, I, I I think you're you're, you're a credit to um, to uh, the fire department in Santa Monica. I'm a huge fan of of you know fire departments all around the world. I think that you 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 men and women literal heroes. Whether it's saving people or it's saving animals, you know, I I. I don't think we can do enough to thank you. So thank you so much for, for sharing that story, Andrew, and thanks for, thanks for coming on the show. I really appreciate your time. Thank you for having me, sir. Absolute pleasure. Andrew Klein. I mean, wowzers. He's calling me, sir. Come on, man. I mean, wow. What a nice guy, huh? What a nice man. Shivers. Got shivers. Shivers down my spine, thinking of that. Thank you, Andrew. Absolutely delightful. Um, we'll have to think of an excuse to get him back on again because I loved him. Absolutely loved him. 0344 499 1000 is the telephone number. Mouth to snout. <laughs> he used the phrase mouth to snout. Late nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. The radio show for people who know the best part of the day is the night. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Good evening, dear listener. 0344 I'm getting a terrible sore throat. I don't know what's going on with me. My body is falling apart. I've got this really painful mouth ulcer. I've got chapped lips. And I'm getting a sore throat. What the hell is going on? Busy show this evening, guys. We've got Jimmy Tarbuck coming up a little bit later on. Um, we need your help recording a trail and advert for tomorrow's show. So it'll go on the air tomorrow. Um, 0344-499-1000. And I've got loads of stuff in the papers to, 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 to go through. We'll do that um, at some point. Let's take some calls first. CJ! Hello, Ian. Hello, CJ. I'd like to give this trailer a go, if I can. Oh, please do. All right, hang on, well, hang on a second. Ed, where has Catherine gone? She's the producer. Where are you going, Catherine? What are you doing? <laughs> hey! All right, okay. But um, Catherine is the producer of this show, CJ, so she needs right. to listen to this. You must, I get a bit nervous talking on the phone sometimes, so um, 
I'll try my best. Well, you, th- listen, um, you either you either make a virtue of the nerves and incorporate it, or you have to override them, CJ, and deliver that's gold. A, that's what I've been doing this week. Okay, all right. Well, no, you're doing very, very well. You don't sound nervous, but I'm just saying, th- 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 make it recording a trailer, an advert for the show. It is really important because there'll be there'll be people that always listen, right? There's sad cases like Cleo and um, Alan and all those sad <laughs> cases that always listen because they got no life. Um, there are people that will never listen because um, they're clever, and there are people that might be listening to Julia or John Holmes, and they might they might listen, but they're not sure. They're the undecided. So the undecided. It, it, is, it is your if we use you, it is the trail that will make them go. Oh yeah, I might l- listen to that lanky tosser tonight at ten. Or I'm not listening to that. It sounds pony. So CJ, <laughs> no pressure, but there is a lot of pressure. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> Away you go, CJ. Okay. Prepare yourself for a quantum leap in broadcasting. Talk Radio proudly presents The Wild Man of the Airwaves. Late night with Ian Lee, tonight at 10 on Talk Radio. Absolute, absolute <laughs> rubbish. <laughs> Absolutely rub. What, what the hell was that? <laughs> what uh. the hell was that? You have what? 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 What were you thinking? I don't know. I thought maybe I'm maybe I'm being maybe I'm being a bit harsh. It's been a long day, Catherine. If you can get on that microphone, you you are the professional producer. Mm. What do you reckon to CJ's effort? Well, it ended at the right time, didn't it? <laughs> it was the right length. <laughs> yes, definitely the right Lengthwise, length. Lengthwise, thumbs up. You had a clock on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> You did a good job with the length. So the length was good. Content. I hear that a lot about the length. Content. I was just blown away by the length. Okay, to be it was purely I about the, the content. The length. <laughs> CJ, um, um, you'll have to listen tomorrow to see if you made it. I was going to anyway. Okay, but I, I don't think you will. Um, Cleo. Hello. Hello. I'm not going to do it in Geordie because I think that'll be like. Um... Well, how can you not do it in Geordie? That's your voice. I'm going to do a cheesy radio type voice. Why do you think a cheesy radio-type voice um, best sums up this show? It's the only one I can do that's non geordie but... I bet it sounds Geordie. I bet it sounds Geordie. <laughs> um, I also... The whole thing of winning over JBH... JHB, sorry, listeners. Yep. I mentioned snowflakes at one point and fake news, so I'm not sure whether. Okay, well, listen, don't, don't. don't it sounds like <laughs> it sounds like you're bottling it already, and you haven't oh, even no, done no, it. No, we'll see how it goes. All right, all right, Cleo, away you go. Having trouble filling in your radar diary? Told you it'll be Geordie. Jo- I told you it'll be Geordie. He can't do anything but Geordie. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted. That was rude of me. Well, Carry on. Shall, shall, I, shall I do really broad Geordie to be even worse? Yeah, yeah, go on, because then we'll sound like a proper national radio station, even though two-thirds of the country can't pick us up. Class, right. Yeah, you having trouble filling in your radar diary? Then join late night with Ian Lee and his avalanche of snowflakes of the night between ten and one here on Talk Radio. Where no one uses fake news. Yeah, can you do it less sarcastic? Because <laughs> there was definitely a tone there of, yeah, listen to it if you want, I won't be listening. It's not really my cup of tea. 
Well, Actually, that's a really good line. I won't be listening. It's not really my cup of tea. Ian <laughs> Lee show. Um, try again. I like that. I, it was, it was again, length perfect. It's great to know all my listeners have got good length. But, um, I just felt there was a, there was a, there was a tone that didn't need to, I like the Geordie. So I didn't understand a word yeah. of it, but I like the Geordie. <laughs> Ask Kat if she could understand it. She's like the watermark. She's she, kind of going 50 50. 50 50. Geordie, well, um, uh, why is it called Geordie? There's two theories. One is because of some war where the Geordie sided with King George. Actually, there's three theories now. But that, that, would be jo- a, then that would be Georgie, not Geordie. But Geordie's also slang for George, apparently. No, it's not. Um, where? Where? Up here. Oh, yeah, yeah exactly, but why? Could... I don't know. I've okay. not got a clue. Go- it might be Nordic. But also, there was, when they were designing the safety lamps for the mines, there was the Davy lamp, yeah. and that was in, like, Durham and stuff. Then there was the Geordie lamp, and so people think the Geordie lamp... But might why was it called the Geordie lamp? Because the guy who made it was called Geordie. But Geordie isn't a name! Unless you're Geordie Chandler. Who's Geordie Chandler? Was Geordie Chandler? Who's Geordie Chandler? Was he murdered? Oh, I, know, I know the name. Who's Geordie, Geordie, Geordie Chandler? Cass, tell was me, don't Jordy type, type Jordy? There was someone called George. He's, he's the guy who accused Michael Jackson. <gasps> oh, flipping it! Oh! And settled out of court, remember? Oh, Geordie Chandler! Let's get him he's on the show. Let's get Geordie Chandler on the show. Um, why, hey, yeah. man? Hang on. Well, no, because he's been, ga- he was gagged, wasn't he? Well, I don't, we, listen, Literally. we can't say that. We don't know what Michael <laughs> Jackson did to him. <laughs> no, what I'm saying is, he settled out of court. Oh, sorry, I thought you, um, sorry, I thought that was a reference to the thing. Okay, right, um, Cleo, let's, let's have it again. Geordie again? Yeah, why not? Let's crack it, I don't know. Hey, yeah, you having trouble filling your, no, oh, that's too oh, quick. Too quick. <laughs> too quick, I jumped in. You're having trouble filling your radar diary? Then join late night with Ian Lee and his avalanche of snowflakes tonight between 10 and 1 here on Talk Radio, where no one uses fake news. I know how to make it better. How? Are you having trouble filling in your radar diary, love? <laughs> you got to put a love in there. Hinny, pet, no, 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 and all no. that stuff. Yeah, pet, pet, pet. Well, pet, I know. Man, pet, man. All right, ma- man, pet, man. So you got to say, are you having fill it, drop- you having trouble <laughs> filling in your rage out diary, man, pet, man? There we go. We got I'm it. Not, right. I'm not Indian. Go, 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 come on. Go on. Here we go. Yeah, right, um, last one. Last one. Hey, man, you having trouble filling in your rage out diary? No. 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 <laughs> what is this? No. I'm telling you what to say. Why, hey, are you having trouble filling in your rage out diary, man, pet, man? Man, pet man. Yes, go. <laughs> oh, God. Right. Who's won three awards? Me. Carry on. <laughs> you've got, I haven't even got certificates in it. Uh, oh, wait, hang on. Yes. Ma- Did you say it? Man, pet man? Yes. Well, you say, why are you having oh, trouble filling in your age, diary, man, pet man? Can you also right. throw in Raj <laughs> Packet? Can you also throw in Raj Packet at the end, please? Yes. <laughs> go. I'm going to have a cough sweet. Away you go. <laughs> right, hang on. I can't stop grinning like a tater clock, can't I get out? Be serious. Anyhow. How are you having trouble with... Oh, I can't get it. Right, goodbye. Oh. I mean, I mean, really. We gave him opportunity after opportunity. He just wasn't up to it. He wasn't up to it. Um, he's got a caddick. Evening, caddick. 
Evening, Ian. Good evening, Alan. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the phone number. What you got for us, boss? I want to do a trail. Okay, can you do it in Geordie? Because that last fella couldn't. Oh, I can't do Geordie. Try mate. it. Try it. Why, hey, man? Yes, you can. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. Well, I've been watching too much Alvida's own pet. Um, they should, um, how many of Alvida's own pet are still alive? Two, well, of, two of them are dead. Roach's died, and pa- Gary Olsen's died. Yeah, the others are still around, I think. Tim Healy, Jimmy Nail, Kevin Whaley, Timothy Spall, and Christopher Fairbank. Who? Moxie. Who? Moxie. Oh, he had the really bad skin, didn't he? Yeah, Moxie. 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 Okay. Because um, here's the thing. Alvida's own pet used to be on ITV. Yeah, back in the 80s. Then it went to BBC One in the 90s. Well, in the noughties, actually. Okay. Anyway, go on then, Alan. You do, let's have your trail. Hip, hip, hip. Having trouble listening to some best radio? Don't forget to tick your way, your diaries. Late night with Ian Lee, where there's an open agenda. The phone lines open, but no agenda. Ten to one on talk radio. We'll get you talking. Even I wouldn't listen to that, and I present it. What do you kept? I've never heard the word agenda so much, apart from a Victoria Derbyshire phone in on gender. There's supposed to be agenda. I know. Well, I give myself a sick out You sound like you nicked half of Cleo's and then just started throwing the word agenda around. No, I didn't hear Cleo, actually. What? I didn't hear Cleo, actually. Okay, well, the the, the first half was uncannily like his. So either you heard it and you nicked it. Did he? Either you heard it and you nicked it, or he travelled forward in time, heard yours, then went back in time and nicked it. Goes back to the wormhole, doesn't it? Hmm? Goes back to the wormhole. I'm not going anywhere near your wormhole. Now, Alan. Try it again with less genders. Hip, hip, hip. Want a good listen on a weekday evening? Chick your way down, diary. Late night with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Ten till one. There is no substitute. What? What are you brought in sex toys? Um, what, what, and you sound like an old prostitute at the start. Fancy, uh, fancy a good time on a weekday evening, love? Well, I'm trying to Actually, try that. That's not a bad line. Say, fancy a good time on a weekday evening, love? Fancy a good time on a weekday evening, love? Then listen to Ian Lee. Then listen to Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Weekday nights, ten till one. There is no substitute. Can we use any of this stuff? I wouldn't even broadcast this stuff on my radio show, but I have to. Um, (laughs) You've heard the competition, guys. It's not been particularly high. I think you could probably do a little bit better, okay? We need someone to record a trail for tomorrow's show, because I didn't do it. I forgot to do it. Um, if you want to take part, 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. You can, of course, as per usual, call in about anything, and I will sit and go through the newspapers in a bit. Don't forget to tick your radar diaries. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk.
Don McGrath, director, one of five directors of this movie, and also the only director of The Magic Christian and other things. Thursday's coming in the studio. Thursday. Yes. Busy show this evening. We are asking you to do our work for us because we forgot. We forgot to do it. We forgot to do it. We need you to record a trail for us that will get played on talk radio all day tomorrow. Promoting this show. Your... Your voice, your words, could mean the difference between me having a job and me having no job at all. Hey. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand is the telephone number. You phone us up, you speak to Catherine, she'll take your name and your number and call you pretty much straight. Back. We're getting more and more calls these days. More and more calls. So sometimes um, you might not get the call back. Don't be offended. Don't be offended. We're just using all the colours that we have at our disposal. No Twitter. Doing a whole week of not engaging with Twitter during the show. During the show. No Periscope tonight. I'm only going to do Periscope when I feel... Um, when I don't feel like jumping off a bridge, and I don't say that lightly. I, uh, tonight I feel a bit like jumping off a bridge, so there's no periscope. That's kind of a little rule that I have made, and I'm quite happy to stick to it. 0344-499-1000 is the phone number. Loads of calls, let's rattle through them. Good evening, James. Hi. Hello. Hi, James. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I've got, um, yeah, just a simple thing. Yeah, intro. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Okay, we go. Right, I'm telling the music off, so we get, we've got this nice and clean. You're going to do a trail for us, are you? Yeah. Okay. And this is, um... Have we ever spoken before, James? No, we haven't. We have never... Sp- caller. We have first-time caller, and you've, you... How long have you been yeah. listening to us for? Um, for... I mean, no. off and on for uh, a year and a bit. Hey, well, we've only yeah. been here a year. Yeah. Well, it must have been a year then. Must have been a year. So it's a year. It, well, it's it's a year and a week. So it, it could have been okay, James. Well, I'm 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 pleased that you've decided to call in tonight to make this your your premiere call. Uh, let's uh, let's hear what we've got. Over to you. Hi. Listen to the Ian Lee show weeknights from ten o'clock onwards. Chat, bum, and lots of laughs. Did you say chat and bum? Fun. 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 Um, <laughs> so he said chat and bum. <laughs> well, I mean, sometimes, sometimes. It's going out, it's going out all, all day, so you don't want that, do you? No, you don't want that. No, no, no. You don't want, you don't want bum during Julia Hartley Brewer. You definitely don't want bum then. <laughs> um, and I liked the use of the word onwards we don't the only time i don't think i've ever said the word onwards unless i'm reading the lyrics to onward christian soldiers no one says onwards anymore well i i actually i quite use it yeah you quite use it when when do you when do you what do you do for a living james do you work with words um 
No, but, um, I do write poetry once in a while. Oh, hey, now, listen, here's the thing, right, I, I, I never got to grips with poetry. I, I love reading, I love reading, I love reading fiction, non-fiction, I love reading pamphlets, the back of cereal packets, but I've never, and I've tried it, various points in my life, sitting down with a book of poetry yep. and reading poetry. Certainly never tried, I haven't written poetry since I was 15. I don't know what a good poem is and what a bad poem is. I've got no idea, and we're told, you know, that, um, you know, that... If you, if you, if you go to, um, I don't know, if you, well, okay, radio. Yeah. Radio. Radio. You know what makes good radio. Yes. What makes bad radio, because it's what you like. Yes. And it gets gets you going. Um, with pictures, same thing. With yeah. film, yeah. books, poetry is exactly the same. I suppose it is. Yeah. It's down to the individual and what the individual gets out of it. What gets you um, going in poetry then, James? Who, who's a good poet? Um, I don't thing is, I'm dyslexic, so I can't, I don't really, I don't study poetry, I just write it. When you say you're dyslexic, because that, 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 you know, we, we are now well informed enough to know that means a, a whole umbrella of, of different kinds of things. What, what, how does your dyslexia affect you? Okay, for me, I mean, it's, um, ironically spelling, but because it's, uh, poetry's, yeah, you're doing short sentences. Yeah. It's easier to rather than a long story. It's yeah. easier to. Uh, it's easier to. Things. It's easier to write. You're saying, but yeah, but you... yeah. Oh. And so the other the other bit is um, yeah. For me, a lot of dyslexics do have a good imagination, um, and yeah, you get like Einstein. You get um, loads of other painters that have been dyslexic. Yes, yeah. and. So it comes from the imagination. It doesn't always work though, because James Wales dyslexic me, and he's quite he's quite yeah. dull. <laughs> <laughs> well, for me, okay. Don't tell him I said right. that. Don't tell him I said that. Yeah. Um, so you, but, so it's easier for you to you, you, you can write poetry, but are you saying that you struggle to read poetry? Yeah, because yeah. Of, um, it's um, for me. I have a tracking problem. Well, so you, can't you can't follow can't... the words across. Yeah, so I mean, uh, for exam- example, I'd read. Once upon a time, then read once upon a time. Once, I better move down now. Right, yeah. okay. <laughs> so you just lose the um, gist of the story. Yeah. So I read, not really for pleasure. I read for information. Gosh, I can't. I, I'm, what, reading is one of my great joys. Sitting down, mm. I've got, I've got, um, I've got some. Re- I've got a backlog of books, and I've got, I've just been sent the new book by Will Store and the new book by Matt Haig, and it's like I've got two books mm. that I know I'm going to love, and I love, I love getting lost in the book. Do you do audio books? I've tried them, um, but for me, it's like a lot more visual. Right. So I love films. Thing like that. Yeah. Um, so I like good documentaries. Yeah, I love a good documentary. You know, um, and yeah, I pick things up with people just speaking. James, you know, so. James, listen, I've enjoyed this very much. I'm going to give you now that I feel that you've warmed up. This is a technique that we do in broadcasting. Yeah. Now that you've warmed up and you've relaxed a little bit, your shoulders are a bit loose. I want to hear your trail again, James. Away you go. <laughs> I forgot your name. <laughs> 
Oh, hang on a minute, he's forgotten my name! <laughs> this unbelievable... Oh, but blimey. He's only oh, calling in because James Wales off, I know, I know. Try again, try again, <laughs> Steve, try again. <laughs> okay, Hi. Hang on, that was back in a minute! What was that, Camp? Hi. Very, very Camp! Try again, focus, James, you're not focused! Focus, James, come on, focus! Okay, right. Hi. It's the Ian Lee Show. From 10 o'clock onwards, weeknights, Monday to Friday. And here get you talking. <laughs> James, it's lovely talking to you, mate. I hope we get to speak again soon. Hi, then. No, thank Th- you. Thank you very much. He got all um, sexy at the end, didn't he? Got like, um, it was a bit of sexy American and the. Hi. <laughs> I enjoyed that. Best one so far by a country mile. Best one so far. 0344 is the telephone number. Good evening, Keith. Hi, Ian. Oh, for God's sakes. <laughs> Come on, then. Do you want to, like, uh, launch straight into it or what? Sorry? Do you want to launch straight into it? I like, if, you, if, you think you you can, to... if you think you can, big balls, go on. Do you want to just do it straight away? Yeah, go on. Okay. Are you recording? Are we rolling? Have we got a blank tape in? Have we pressed record and play? Right, let go of pause now. Go I don't want a hair in the gate. Cass, get all the hairs out of the gate. Why? Are, are you on speakerphone? No. You're not You're not holding the phone against your head, are you? I am. I've, I've, got, it, I've got it against my ear. I'm using the phone in the traditional... But it doesn't method. sound... It doesn't sound like it, Keith. How's that? Is that is that good? Yeah, because now you've taken it off speakerphone. No, it wasn't on speakerphone. Come on, man! I know the rules. It sound it sounded. To, have you got a sausage in your mouth? For a change? No, I haven't. Do you know what? I could murder some of your meat right now. I could murder some uh, some you ribs. Know what? I'll tweet you a couple of pictures of some of the meat. No. I, I, do you know? I had a barbecue. No, don't don't tweet me some pictures anymore. of meat. It's, it's, it's barbecue season. Yeah. It's barbecue season. It started tonight. And it been and it been hot the last couple of days. Um. Oh. The answer to that is yes. Well, I'm thinking. I just want to kind of reference properly. Yes, it has, Ian. Thank you, Keith. Let's hear your trail. Tonight on late nights with Ian Lee. At ten, Ian will speak to friendly Broomy Simpleton, Alan Cuddick. At 11, Ian will play a little hobo or version thereof. At 12, well, the book is listening, so it's only old sack, isn't it? It's, <laughs> it's, it's, it, I mean, listen, I, I'm sure it sounds good where you are, but your phone keeps cutting out. Is it made out of cardboard? No. It's a terrible line. No, listen. No, I listen. The state-of-the-art technology. Is it, what is it, an iPhone? Yes. Right. It kept cutting out. Was it a decibel level? Do you think it was too loud? Yeah, maybe. Hold hold it back a little bit. (sighs) Okay. Here we go. Okay, again. Okay. From the top. Okay, here we go. on Late Nights with Ian Lee. Okay. 
344-499-1000 is the telephone number if you want to give us a call. I mean, this is not, um, this is not a joke. This is not a, a piece. This is not a funny thing. Do it, do it properly and have a decent phone. Don't have a crap phone. All the calls we got, get rid of them because I don't want to talk to them because I bet their phones are rubbish. Let's start again. The switchboard is empty. We've cleared the switchboard, okay? There's no one there now. Though We had some calls, they've gone, okay? So if you want to call in, now is the time. 0344 499 1000. Late Nights with Ian Lee on Talk Radio. Late Nights Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. We, 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 we got rid of, we had loads of people phoning up them and none of them were good enough. So we've, 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 I don't want to talk to anyone um, unless, unless they're good enough. Okay, Kath? So strict screening policy. Normally, we let any old um, drunk on the show. Um, but tonight, we're employing a very strict screening policy. You can only come on the air if you're good. All right? 0344-499-1000. Don't forget, guys, on Friday... Uh, we're going to do the whole show, Calls Straight to Air. Why the hell not? Let's do that. Hey, on Saturday, I'm driving um, down, over, across. I'm going to Portishead near Brizzle on Saturday. Well, how long is that going to drive going to take? Two hours, two and a half hours? Flipping heck. To um, deliver some posters to um, three shops. <laughs> and and to pop round to Eddie Large's, hopefully for a cup of tea, Mr Large. If there's no tea and biscuits, I'll be very disappointed. I'm go- It's like when um, Paul McCartney met up with Yoko Ono backstage at the um, uh, uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction ceremony, and she gave Paul a cassette tape of John Lennon singing a song called Free as a Bird, which he then took back to the United Kingdom kingdom and the other beatles um recorded a song and, and released it and it got to um the, the, the where the beatles deserve to be number four in the charts um it's going to be like that i'm going to eddie larges and he is going to give me a shed load of um a shed load of tapes and um dvds and i'm gonna start putting together an evening with eddie large an evening with eddie large i cannot wait sunday june the 25th um, on the uh, date of Eddie Large's 76th birthday. Um, if you want to come, guys, if you want to come, um, I'm going to, there's not that many tickets left to be bought online because I'm going to go and take a load of tickets to, to some shops in Portishead. Um, if you want to come, ticketsource.co.uk, ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian-Lee. Okay, you can get tickets there for that. Um, what is there to do in Portishead? Um, I, I don't, I don't know it. I know the band, obviously, that's where they came. What was Portishead's song? They were kind of that sort of slow, trancey... I remember going round to a friend's house when I was at college and Portishead Live was on the television. That's all I really know about them. I don't know a lot about Portishead, the group, or the place. Any tips on where I can go and get a nice lunch on, in Portishead or Brizzle on Saturday? It'll be gratefully appreciated. Oh, 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 final little plug as well. Uh, Friday, May the 5th, we are doing this show uh, live from someone's house, a listener's house in Manchester. We have a listener. Yes, they have pets, um, but we think we can get the pets 
locked up in a in a boarding kennel for the weekend. Otherwise, it'll, we'll have pets around, which I'm actually I'm really looking forward to. Uh, and then on Saturday, May the 6th, um, the rabbit hole, www.ticketsource.co.uk slash Ian dash Lee. Let's go to David. Good evening, David. You've got through. We've, we're employing a very, very strict screening process this evening, so you must be good. Uh, yeah, I, uh, I figured that when I rang through and said I could talk to you straight away. So, well, thank you. well, hang on, hang on a second. Just David, just stay there. And you, uh, this, it's going to go silent for a second. You won't hear anything, but don't worry. I'm not talking about you, Catherine. He sounds miserable. What the hell did you let this loser on? He for? He did sound proper miserable, but I thought he might be a character actor. But, but I mean, you, we've turned away all those other calls, and you've let this well, one come through. We, we've had Perky. We've had a little bit drunk. I thought miserable might be quite good. All right, put, put me back on it. Hey, David, sorry about that. What have you got for us this evening? <laughs> I'm both miserable and a little drunk, so... You hit the I, he heard everything we were saying! <laughs> Never mind, you're a good sport. What you got for us, uh, David? I've been listening for um, for a while, normally on podcasts. Oh, yeah. Because I live in um, Sweden, so oh, okay. it's normally it's an hour late. Yeah. And you tweeted something, I don't know, two, maybe two weeks ago, three weeks ago. It's possible, yes. Three words. Uh, no, four. I miss my dad. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. I miss, I miss my dad. Yeah, I was having a tough time, and I miss my old man. Yeah, go on. Yeah, and I um, retweeted it, and I felt exactly the same way, because, yeah, recently I lost my dad, and I miss him too. And then today, I was a blue a mate who... Uh, yeah, he was a good friend when I was younger, and we played cricket together. Yeah. Kind of avoided him for a bit. Not not because he's not a great guy. He is, but, you know, those friends that, like, I don't know, you don't have enough time to catch up with, and if you take the phone call, it's going to be forever, and you're going to be chatting, and then you're going to yeah. have to meet up. And, yeah. and you want to, but you don't. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, he died today. Oh, man. Yeah. I'm sorry to hear that, David. Yeah, yeah, me too, but... It just, um, and now I'm going to bed and I'm listening to your show and I never would ever dream of calling. I'm like, oh, uh, sod it. I should. Yeah. I'm glad you did. I'm glad you did. Can I ask, when when did, when did your dad die? My dad died, uh, February 7th. Of this year? Yeah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm, uh, I'm all right. Better than my sister and my mum, I think. They get upset constantly, and uh, I'm okay with it. Well, I'm not okay with it, no. but I, you know. Was it a surprise? Was it a shock? Was it a surprise? Did you, I mean, was he ill? Uh, my dad struggled with heart failure for years, but um, he'd had a fantastic Christmas, and then wow. uh, he went downhill really quickly. And, uh, yeah, so that was a shock. But I got back. I flew over. The day that um, that he passed, but my eldest, yeah, he came. Did you get to see him? Did you get to speak to him? Yeah, I got to see him. I spent the whole day. We spent the uh, night chatting, and um, me and my nephew, my nineteen-year-old, my mom and my sister went. You guys go. It's going to be okay. So we did, and we went to the pub, and then we got a phone call telling us to come back. And I reckon the time we were at the pub is when when my dad passed on, which probably had a certain poetry to it. Because <laughs> that's where he was when I was born, apparently. 
Well, that was that was the the tradition back in the day. You know, the thought of having a bloke in the in the maternity ward that was that was completely alien. I don't think blokes were allowed in the maternity ward at various parts in in history. If they were, they weren't at the business end. That's for sure. No, well, when my boys were b- were born, David, and my, you know, my boys are seven and five. I, my, my wife refused to let me go at the business end, you know, and then we, and she refused, she was very embarrassed about all of that, which I thought was most peculiar. Is I'd been there, you know, previously to to, to help create. Um, <laughs> um, the view is different. Yeah, the. Um, uh, I tell you why I mentioned why I tweeted that. I was having a tough time. There's stuff going on, David, that is not appropriate for me to discuss on this radio show. But but but, um, I had a very strained relationship with my dad. As, you, as if you've listened, you will have heard. And then we made peace. And then about a year after we made peace, he got ill, and then he died really quickly. And um, I've I've seen him a lot recently. I see him a lot. Well, I, I, driving down the street today, and he was on the pavement. Now, of course, it wasn't him on the pavement. It was just some old, you know, slightly overweight bloke with white hair from, that I could see from behind. But I thought, oh, there's Dad. Of course, it wasn't. And I've had quite a few of those recently. And um, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're, I don't know if they're comforting or upsetting. I don't know, you know. But I, I just wish. I just wish I could phone my old man up and say, Dad, you know what? I'm having a really crap time with stuff at the moment. And, you know, be nice to have a chat with him, but we don't one get of my, uh, one, one of my best mates, Darren, he lost his dad, I don't know, seven or eight years ago, maybe. Um, and we went out at the funeral and we chatted like all night and we ended up closing the bar. And I asked him how he felt and blah, blah, blah. And then two years later, I'm over there for Christmas and I asked him the same question. And he said, uh, yeah, it's weird because I can go through, you know, weeks and I don't think about it. And then I reached for my phone and I pressed, like, to ring him. And, of course, he's not going to be there. So it's the it's the same thing. I'm, I don't have that yet. It's too soon. Mm, but mm. when that happens, I'm assuming it's going to, mm. I don't know, everything will fall down. I don't know. Um, And then your friend who passed away today. Yeah. What, what was his <laughs> name, if you don't mind me asking? Uh, he was called David as well. Oh no, okay, David. Um, he was a cricketer, uh, um, ex-professional cricketer, and uh, we'd not spoke for a while. But yeah, we're good mates. We're not not best mates, but we're good mates. And then my brother-in-law rings me and says, "Oh shit, what happened with uh, with Dave? I don't know what you're talking about." And then I go on Facebook, which I took off my phone because it was. Annoying me. And, uh, We're very, so very we similar, Dave. We've got a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. Goes, yeah, you're, I keep taking it off my phone and then putting it back on, but yeah. And then I find out everything. He came out five years back um, before I got divorced, and him and his new missus um, stayed with us for four days in Sweden, had a great time. And, mm. and then like, the last two years, he's got two young kids, and uh, Jesus. Um, I know it's a cliche, the Warren Zevon thing about enjoy every sandwich, but mm. Christ. Um, isn't it interesting? Uh, I have been toying with this idea of doing this thing on the show. I've been toying with it for months, and I've just not quite built up the courage to do it. Sometimes I have to steal myself to do it. And I was going to do it tonight, and then I bottled it again. And it's and it's uh, it's an exercise I do. I do. You know, I do therapy and all this kind of stuff. And it's an exercise yeah. where you imagine that you've got, like, six months to live and so it's a lot of fun guys it's a fun one but you imagine and and if you, you right if you knew when you were going to die in six months time 
what would you change? What are you happy with? What would you like to spend more time doing? What would you like to spend less time doing? Who would you like to see? Who would you like to cut out of your life? It's that kind of stuff. And, um, and I've been thinking about doing it for ages and I, I, I will bring it in one night. I just need to steal myself for it. Cause it's going to be a hard pre- job to present and it'd be a hard thing to listen, um, to listen to. Um, why am I telling you this? I don't know, but, it it, it is that thing isn't it when people die um i've not had that many deaths around me i've been blessed so far but it will happen um and uh for for a while i think god i'm gonna i'm gonna cherish every second and i'm gonna you know i'm I'm gonna tell the people i love i love them and the people i hate i'm not gonna even bother my any time with and i've all the, the few times i've i've had that david i've always found it passes and it passes quicker than I would like it to, and I go back to being normal. You know, do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think everybody does. I think that's that's one of the uh, contradictions of life. Mm. You say that, and you know, um, I'm going to live every moment, and I'm going to. But then you don't. Nobody just you get wrapped up in the banal. Mm. Somebody annoys you, and you sort of get all wind up about it. And yeah, then, it, you go yeah, back to normal. The magic. The magic of yep. death and, and the impact it has on the living, um, it wears off. And you think it will be with you exactly. forever and it wears off. But why? Why Why does it fade? I don't get it. Why no. are we wired to um, not understand what's important yet to cherish the minutiae? It's weird. How are you? How are you doing? Be honest, you know. Listen, I don't know you. I'm sure there are that no one who's listening knows you. So you be as honest as you want to be, uh, you know, in that you are talking to a stranger, you you know. And if you don't want to be, then that's fine as well. But but how are you right now? I'm miserable, mate. But um, I'll get. I get my kids tomorrow. A little bit unlike yourself. I'm I'm I'm, uh, separated from uh, no divorce. So um. Wednesday to Monday, I get my kids, and that'll be uh, that'll be good. And uh, you know, I'm going to go uh, to see my girlfriend tomorrow, and we're going to hang out. And then four o'clock, I get the kids from school. Not the eldest; still get the bus back, and uh, everything will be okay again. And I'm going to come to England for Easter, and that'll be all right. But I don't know. People, how old are the kids, David? Uh, my youngest, uh, my daughter, is eight. My middle son is uh, eleven, and my eldest is fifteen. Beautiful, beautiful. And how are they? How are they with the separation? Are they? Are they all right? Uh, no, it was a tough, uh, <laughs> tough divorce. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're okay. They're they're doing better now. Well, uh, you know, it sounds like they've got a good dad who's 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 clued in and. Um... <laughs> No, I mean it, and isn't, um, you know, isn't afraid to talk about how you're feeling and to talk about stuff, because I, I do think that they're, my dad never could. He never could talk about feelings, never, could never be honest about stuff, and I know people that that struggle with it. So that's a good example to set um, to set your kids. Why do, can, I, can I ask you a question? And it might sound rude, and I don't mean it to sound rude, okay? Why did you call in? 
Why is that comment? Yeah, no, and I'll tell you why. I, I'm, I'm so glad you have, and I feel a little bad that we said, oh, he sounds miserable at the start, and we did that thing, but you knew it was a little skit, and we, we, of course we didn't mean it. Um, and I'm, I'm so I was, glad I was, you... I was, I was, I was, I was heartbroken. No, don't, don't, be, don't, <laughs> don't, I didn't know you were going to tell me all this. I was doing the thing. Um, and I'm so glad you've called in, and I know that my listeners will be glad you've called in, but I was just wondering why. Why you, why, because we haven't spoken before, I don't think, and um, I just no, wonder what, what made you pick up the phone tonight um like i said before i've been listening uh to your show i enjoyed um yeah all the funny stuff the sad stuff the mental health stuff not maybe enjoy is the wrong word but no i know what you mean i uh yeah i love the show and um i've been watching this thing on hbo tonight uh, the reese witherspoon nicole kidman First two episodes. And oh, what's that? Kind of, Jesus. What is that? I don't know. Big, big little lies. Okay. Little big lies. Any good? I don't, yeah. I, I, well, the first two things were amazing, but a little bit real. And then all the stuff I'm, I'm tweeting and uh, texting friends about who are expecting me to know more about my mate who uh, passed. And I don't know that much uh, other than it's a horrible accident. And yeah, he's gone too soon. And then, before I go to bed, I uh, turn on the radio. I'm like, oh, maybe I should ring. And then, uh, you bitch at people sometimes when they've had a drink, and I certainly have tonight, so I'm like, you, you're, oh, you're, you're, you're entitled. You're entitled to have a drink the, 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 the couple of months you're having, so I'm not going to pick you up on that, brother. Um, so that's why. And... Um, well, I'm glad. Talking to someone you don't know sometimes easier than yeah. talking to someone you do. So I'm really glad you called, David. Genuinely, I mean that sincerely. I'm really, really pleased you managed to call. And I think um, I'm getting a bit choked up now thinking about my old man. And, and <laughs> oh, I am. No, I am. And it was he was a few years ago. But there's, you know, I've got stuff going on. And you know, life, 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 life. Everybody does. I had a different relationship. My dad was my uh, absolute hero, and um, I, I don't have any regrets. I just uh, not sure why I'm not breaking down like I should be, but yeah. maybe that's not a bad thing. Well, there's no should. You know, there's no... I, I, I think that we all deal with grief how we deal with grief. There's no, you know, there's no kind of rules on, on what you should do. You know? it, it might hit you tomorrow. It might hit you in a year. It might not hit you, you know, in, in the way you expect it to, but, you know. Um... Well. Call again, David. Thank please. you. No, yeah, thank, yeah. thank yeah, you. Thank you. Yeah, I, I might do. Thank please you do. Uh, for the show. You help people, so that's good. Thank you, David. Take care. Man. See you, mate. Bye. 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 Hey, 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 hey. Well, who couldn't be? Uh, who couldn't be touched by that call for whatever you know reason? What? What a terrible start to a call as well. God, you put a miserable bloke on. He's got every right to be miserable. Oh, dear. Sometimes, sometimes I say the most... In, we all do, don't we? Sometimes we just say the most inappropriate things. How many times has a mate of yours turned up to work in black and you've gone, hey, whose funeral is it? Oh, it's me nan's. Oh, it, oh, it, it really is. I, but that stuff's funny. That's funny, that stuff. I think, whose funeral is it? I, I would never say that. But oh, it's it's, it's um, yeah, it's my nan's. Uh, I'm gonna nip off at lunch and. Uh, oh, 
Um, but that's life, isn't it? You know, and I, I put my foot in it <laughs> so many times, and he was a good sport, and he took it in the spirit in which it was intended. Thank you for that, Dave. Good luck, brother. Um, 0344 499 1000. Paul and Dan come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Ah, dearie, dearie me. Thank you for that, David. That really, that call is, um, you know, I, I often do this show and I, and, and I forget. I forget it. I f- as soon as the show is done, I, it, you know, by the time I get home, I would be hard pushed to tell you what was in the show. And it's not out of disrespect. It's just the way my brain is wired. I kind of forget it. And, um, you know, I've been doing lots of live shows recently and people come up and say, oh, I used to phone you at this station or I used to phone you at this station and I did this. And I always freeze because I think the odds of me remembering that call are really, really simple. And the, the, the few times that I do remember, it's genuine, oh, yeah, I remember that. Oh, yeah. There, more often than not, I've learned to say, oh, I'm really sorry, I don't remember that. But it sounds like it was fun. Um... But that call's going to stick with me for a bit. That's going to stick with me for a bit. That's going to, uh, that's, that's going to, I'm going to be thinking about that when I get home and probably that's going to pop into my mind tomorrow. And, um, yeah, thank you for that, David. That was, um, that was really good. We're getting some really nice, um, new callers as, as the show progresses. So thank you. Um, and then we get talk sport rejects. Let's go to Paul. Good evening, Paul. Hiya. Hey, Paul. Me again. Yep. You'll be addictive, aren't you? Um, I'm being what? You're a bit addictive to listen to. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. That's okay, cool. right. I've just read on your on the website, you've said if you called in, you better have a bloody good reason. That's correct, mate. Yes, that is correct. Okay, right. Can I, can I talk of something I've just thought of and looked up tonight and watched? Yeah, go on. It's about racism. Oh, yeah. And how I think I can sum up how stupid racism is. Okie dokie. Right. I've just watched online, for a bit of uh, reminiscing, a couple of episodes of a TV show years ago called Different Strokes. Now the world don't move to the beat of just one drum. What might be right for you may not be right for some. When a man is born, he's a melody. Then along comes two. They got nothing but this. It takes different strokes. It takes different strokes. It takes different strokes to rule the world. Yes, it does. It takes a different strokes to rule the world. <laughs> Now, you were saying that pretty good as far as I'm concerned. Thank you, Paul. Okay, right. Now, in the days it was released, the early 1980s, late 70s, early 1980s. Yes. I remember it. Now, you might want to say now, what the hell am I on about with this? Nope. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm assuming you're getting towards a point. Okay, right. Now, in the USA, yes. in the early 1980s, when it was released as a TV show, yep. in America and in the UK... A lot of people were pretty racist, weren't they? Okay. Right. But it was a massive hit TV show that everyone watched. Yes. So, it was about a white guy, yeah? Adopting two black kids. Yeah. And he treated them as if they were his own. Yeah. Yet, they were massive hits in the USA 
and the UK right. where a lot of people were flipping racist. Right. Now, I bet people, some guys, that went out the next day after watching this show different and strokes. loving it. Yeah, different strokes. Yeah, and watching it, went out and maybe called a guy in the street that was black a uh, N-word. Yeah, right. The next day, after watching and enjoying that programme. Because of... Not because of different no. strokes, but they thought of that right. and they enjoyed it. They enjoyed the it. Next day, right. yeah, they might have, they might have just been on a bus, and that guy right. that was black wow. might have just been checking their bus ticket, right? And so, yeah, so, so and after because of, because of different strokes, no, that, that people were racially abusing bus conductors. No, not because you again you twisted it. I'm no, sorry, they would to have understand. enjoyed the Different Strokes programme, and the next day, they might have just acted. What are you talking about, Willis? <laughs> I'm just... You, you've been you've been quite racist in this, Paul. No, I have not. You have? No. Because you haven't, no. you haven't mentioned his daughter or the ginger kid. Yes, the daughter was white and his own, yes. Right. And you, had, you didn't mention her. It's a little bit racist. No, I was going to finish off. You're going to finish ginger, her off, okay. And the ginger kid, yeah, was taking the mick out of for being ginger. No. Yes. I didn't notice that the two boys were black, because I don't see colour. No, well, that's fine by me, because I don't see colour either. That's my point. Unless they're a bus conductor. No, I'm just saying the next day someone might have gone out after watching and enjoying that poetry and it being a big hit. Yeah. They might have gone out the next day and said the N-word Or they might have in not... That, in that time. Or they might have um, not watched it because they didn't like black people on telly. I'm just saying it was a massive TV hit show. I know, I remember, different, different strokes. Yeah, you sang the theme tune very yeah, well. Thank you, yes. Not the original, I, I was too young. But I'm, I'm confused because you said you were going to prove to me that racism is stupid. Well, it is stupid, isn't know, it? Because there was a massive TV hit show where, <laughs> where in that time, racism was rife. So, I don't understand what your problem is. Is it with different strokes and Mr. D? No, Or was no. It, is it with racism? It is with racism. That's my point. Well, you'd be pretty hard-pushed to find anybody... Uh, let's put it out there. If you think that racism is good... And abusing black bus conductors, 034... He's gone. 0344 499 We never found out if his mum enjoyed her soothers. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. 0344 499 Good evening, Dan. Good evening, Ian. What have you got for us, Dan? Um, I'm a parent, Ian. Yeah. And I spend my evenings... Um, Recording trails for your show. <laughs> Good. Kids, I think okay. kids these days get too much attention. They do. So this is what I've prepared for you, Ian. Okay. This is a pre-record. Yep. I don't know how it will sound. Okay. If it works. It sounds very quiet. Believe it or not, Ian leaves on the air every night at ten. I know it seems strange, but it's still got its job. He's not being sacked. Believe it or not, he's on air. So, yes. So, yes, indeed. So, yes. Thank, thank um, I can only apologise, really. Yeah. 
Well, go on then. It, it, it kind of seemed a good idea at the time. I, I don't believe that for a second. Do not well, believe that for a second. A, as good an idea as a man sat on his own in his front room okay. can have. No, I, I, I accept that, Dan. But uh, yes, I would like that apology you promised. Um, Ian? Yeah? I'm sorry. Thank you, Dan. Oh three four 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 nine nine one thousand. Paul, there's no double bubble on this show. Everyone knows that. Hello? Yeah. Paul, there's no double bubble on this show. Sorry, I, I'm, I'm sorry. My battery ran out on my mobile. Well, I'm that counts... Back. Yeah, no, but that counts as a call. There's no double bubble. All right, I'm sorry. All right, I'm fine. Thank you very much indeed. Well, he took that well. 0344 499 is the um, telephone number. If you want to give us a call, you're more than welcome to. Um... <clears throat> Chewing a cough sweet. So, three passengers from a United Airlines flight, women, female, lady passengers, um, were banned because they were wearing leggings. Is this true? I saw this. This, this is true. Well, I'm, I'm holding the Daily Express. It must be true. It must be true. Um, Dominic Midgley. There's a great name, isn't it? Midgley, has um, written a piece. United Airlines ignited a Twitter storm at the weekend after telling a 10-year-old girl... Can you, Catherine, can you pull up this story? Because this is going to give me the the, the, um, headlines of it before it goes into a different thing. United Airlines ignited... Because I can't believe this is true. I suspect we're not getting the full story here. Ignited a Twitter storm at the weekend after telling a 10-year-old girl she would not be permitted to board their plane from Denver to Minneapolis unless she covered up her leggings. There has to be more to it than that, doesn't there? Can't just be leggings. Were they offensive leggings? What were the leggings? I tell you what I hate. Jeggings. It's jean, jean leggings. Because you can't get them for men. I'd love to wear a pair. You can't get them for men. Can't do it. Jeggings. Nah. The American carrier was slammed for body shaming and sexism with the model Chrissy Teigen tweeting, I have flown before with literally no pants on. That means trousers. I oh, know it doesn't. No, no, just a topper's a dress. Next time, I will wear only jeans and a scarf. I'm confused. I don't know what that... I, I don't know what the story is about the leggings. Catherine. Catherine. Okay. Yes. Okay. These people were flying on an employee pass, right. which had a dress code, which is why the leggings were banned. Well, hang on. So they weren't, like, of- offensive leggings. They weren't in the style of the American flag or anything. What dress code? <coughs> what what's an employee dress code then? Right. So she was were... ten, yeah. No, they were teenagers. She says t- it says here a ten-year-old girl. Well, it says in the Daily Mail two teens. Well, it says here, right? This is confusing. This is the Express. United Air- The headline is United Airlines banned three passengers because they were wearing leggings, and then it says here um, they t- Twitter storm after telling a ten-year-old girl she would not be allowed to board their plane from Denver to Minneapolis ah. unless she covered up her leggings. She looked about 10 years old, apparently. 
Right. They're saying they're teens and they were flying. This is very murky. On a on a kind of a, as as representatives of the company, so they were on a what company of the of United. Airlines. So they're kind of friends or family, I guess. No. And as a result, they had to wear. Here you go. In addition to uh, it's. <clears throat> Spokesman Jonathan Gerin went on to say the dress code is not strict, but it does exist because such passengers are representing the company. It's not that we want our standby travellers to come in wearing a suit and tie or that sort of thing. We want people to be comfortable when they travel as long as it's neat and in good taste for that environment. <coughs> so in addition to lycra or spandex leggings, the company bars such passengers from wearing ripped jeans, mm. midriff revealing shirts, oh, okay. flip-flops or okay. clothing that shows underwear. It's, it's um, Jason Donovan trying to get into Harrods in the 80s again, isn't it? Okay. Um, but let me just interrupt that to um, to bring you um, this breaking news that someone's just sent me. Hang on. No. Uh, I've just... Oh, God's sakes. Hang on. No, I'm, <laughs> you've taken me to, uh, to spam. Uh, here we go. Let's... Believe it or not, Ian Lee's on the air every weeknight at ten. I know it seems strange, but he's still got his job. He's not been sacked. Believe it or not, he's on air. The, the word to describe that is half-hearted. Half-hearted. <clears throat> um, meanwhile, American comedian Sarah Silverman, who's about to embark on a US tour, said she will rebook all her flights on another airline. In an attempt to quell the protests, United stressed that the girl was the, a relative of an airline employee travelling on a company pass. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Okay. The girl involved did eventually board her plane after changing into a dress. Two other girls who did not have a change of clothes to hand were not permitted to join her. But revealing leggings... Leggings aren't revealing. Well, it depends. I mean, I'm not talking about these teenage girls for one second, but if you're a grown woman... And they're tight, and you've got no pants on. They can be revealing. Yeah, and I'm talking camel toe. <laughs> also, sometimes the material is very thin, and I kind of oh. wonder whether they've looked at themselves before they've gone out. So oh, you see, you can see everything. You can see the lot. And the thing is, I think sometimes they're supposed they to be it. worn as kind of underneath skirts. Sometimes, sometimes they love it. Some women enjoy that attention. Trust me. Trust <laughs> me. <laughs> well, all women do. N- uh, the the yeah. underwear they're wearing underneath suggests they're not prepared for it. Is what I'm saying. Yes. Um, but revealing leggings are not the only clothing choice that can fall foul of the airline fashion police. Low-cut tops, guys. They've got they've 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 uh, found some other examples of where fashion has uh, let people down. Low-cut tops, flashing too much cleavage, can be enough to get you kicked off a flight. As a twenty-one-year-old woman known only as Brenda, Brenda found out earlier this year. A fellow passenger told a local TV station she was removed from a Spirit Airlines flight because her bosom was too exposed. And here we go. You see, all of these stories, there's something else to it. An airline spokesman later claimed Brenda was removed because she was drunk. Do you see? I've been on an aeroplane when Fergie was on it. Not the um, royal lady, the pop star. She got booted off because she and her entourage were off their mash. Miniskirts! It's not only swelling bosoms that get some airlines hot and bothered. Showing a lot of leg can lead to a ban. A 23-year-old blonde student, for war, Kyla Ebert, 
was listening to the pre-flight announcements on a Southwest Airlines when she was approached by a flight attendant. He asked Ebert, who worked at Hooters. Now, I've been to one Hooters restaurant, right, when I was filming in Las Vegas, and we all thought it'd be funny. There's a woman director to go and have breakfast in Hooters, right? And, and they wear hot pants and tight tops, and they've got massive bosoms. I got served by a bloke. It was a bloke in hot pants and a tight top. Um, she was told to disembark, and when they reached the privacy of the walkway leading to the plane, he told her her clothing was inappropriate. Uh, he told me, I'm sorry, but you're going to have to take a later flight. You are dressed inappropriately. This is a family airline. You are dressed too provocatively to fly on this flight. Ebert, who was wearing a miniskirt and a tight top with a cardigan buttoned below her breasts, protested she had nothing else to wear. Um, but a compromise was reached when she promised to pull up her top and pull down the skirt. Oh, oh, sexy flights. Sexy flights. Why? Some people act, the, 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 people genuinely have sex on aeroplanes. How the hell do they do that? I can't even read a book on an aeroplane without getting motion sick. So the thought of trying to, you know, I, I, what a lot of fuss. Can, can, can I sleep? Can you just let me sleep and don't wake me for the meal, please? It'll taste awful. Another hour of this to go. We still need your trails. We're not sure which ones we're going to use. If any, they've all been pretty poor. 03444991000 is the telephone number. Don't forget to tick your Rage Our Diaries, dear listener. You are listening to me, Ian Lee, Late Nights with On Talk Radio. Late Night, Ian Lee, On Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Casino Royale, there goes a spy. There's evil in his eye. Have no fear, Bond is here. The formula is safe with a double of seven. He's got a redhead in his arms. Though he's a lover, when you are in trouble, have no fear. Look who's here. Oh. We're fighting for our lives. 
I've forgotten this song. Thank you, Andy. Have no fear, Bundesliga. He's gonna save the world at Casino Royale. James Bond, he's here. Sir Hal. Thank you, Andy, on, on Twitter. That's a treat. Absolute treat. I've forgotten there was a version with lyrics. Man Alive. Joe McGrath, one of the five directors of that movie, will be in this studio on Thursday. Um, and also director, and I think, I shouldn't say this, right? I think it's on YouTube. Uh, Magic Christian. I think the full film is on YouTube. All right, uh, buy it. Buy it on DVD. But if you if you can't afford it or you don't want to watch the film on YouTube, one of my favourite films, The Magic Christian, an absolute joy, a lost. I think it's a masterpiece. I think it's wonderful. One of Peter Sellers' greatest films, and Joe directed it, and he's coming in on Thursday, and I'm going to be all fanboy, and I'm going to get him to sign a DVD. I did have it on DVD, and I think I lent it to someone. It's one of those films I lend to people, and I've not got it back, so I had to buy it again on DVD, which I'm more than happy to do, because I'm going to get his John Emery on there. So that's going to be nice. Thursday, guys. Thursday. Oh, we've got... um, Are we doing Tarby tonight? Do you want to do Tarby tonight? We'll do Tarby tonight. Yeah, we'll do Jimmy Tarbuck tonight um, in a little bit. So um, that probably means there's about another 30 minutes or so for your calls. So if you're thinking of calling in this evening... um, now would be an excellent time i still need a bit of help i've tracked down scotchism i still need a bit of help finding wild al kelly who was on talk radio in i phoned him up once it was in my third year at college because we were living in the flat in bramley road so it would have been about it was the same year that they got rid of the 01 number for london and it became well what did it become first it was 01 was it 0171018? No, no, that came later, didn't it? There was something before that. No, it was 01. Then it was 0170, 0180. Wasn't it? Then it was 0208 and 0207. Wasn't it? I can't remember what the numbers were. Someone call up, please. 0344 499 1000. Remember, because it was 01. For London. There's a programme called O oh, One for London. So, yeah, so I phoned Wild Al Kelly. It must have been about 96, I'm going to say. Um, and I pretended that I was uh, a drummer and I was a, a terrible, terrible call. It's the only the second or third time I'd ever phoned a radio station. The first one was um, when Windsor Castle, um, there was a fire at Windsor Castle and I was in halls of residence and I phoned up. So that would have been 93. I phoned up to kind of do like a prank call, but I, I just phoned up LBC. I don't know what I said. It was awful. I've got, it, I've got it on tape somewhere. I did. I've probably lost it now. And then I phoned up Wild Al Kelly because I think Paul McCartney was auditioning for a drummer or something. And I had cushions scattered on the floor. And I remember going, oh, drums. Yeah. I have no idea. I, I was I'm absolutely no idea. I would have been off my face when I phoned up. But I'm trying to find Wild Al Kelly. So it, it, who was on talk radio for about 15 minutes, I think he lasted. Then he got the boot. Um. If anyone knows, I'm just, I've just got an idea for something that I want to do. Um, so I need a bit of help. Just, he's, he's kind of the, the, the missing piece 
in uh, this this strange little jigsaw puzzle, what I am putting together. So if anyone has any ideas, oh three no, hang on, what is it? <laughs> oh three four four four. He he wants triple bubble. Hang on a minute. Flip, flip, flipping, it's the it's the Paul in Stoke Poger show. Paul, you you can't have triple bubble. Well, I wasn't allowed double bubble. I thought I was allowed triple bubble. No, you can't have it. No, you get one bubble. Uh, I, don't, I don't know the rules, do well, I? Well, I'm telling you, you know the rules now. You get one call a night. Unless it's a straight-to-air show, which it will be on Friday, when people can phone up as many times as they want. Um, but you get one call a night. OK, can I just say, you said 01. What was after 01, Yes, yeah? yes. It was 071 or 081, depending on where you lived in London. Then it became 0171. It, yeah, 01 after that. Now, do you know who I feel sorry for? Um, are the, are the my people, listeners, when you call up? That, are the people that are self-employed businessmen, like builders and that, having to change their, having to change their flipping phone numbers on their van all well, the time? Well, but otherwise they, wouldn't, otherwise they wouldn't be enough phone numbers, though. You still see some shops, don't you, in London that are 017, they've got 0171 on the, above the door. Yeah, yeah, you do, yeah. I feel no, sorry, I feel sorry for the racists. It, I feel sorry for the racists who have to change their number. Okay. Yeah, we go. Um, no, you don't get you don't get double bubble. You don't get triple bubble. Certainly not. It's, it's, you get one bubble. You get one bubble per, per show. Even if we haven't got any callers, you get one bubble. Except, of course, if it's a show where it's straight to air, which we're doing on Friday, um, ten to one. It's all straight to air. You can call up as many times as you want. You can do whatever you want. You can be as stupid as you want. You can be as heavy as you want. I don't mind. Kath will be in the studio. We'll have Edwin for for a significant portion of it as well. And we'll just sit around and have a chat. And if you want to chip in, you can. If you don't want to chip in and you want to listen, then you can do that as well. It's all groovy, man. It's all groovy. Hot pants. Hot pants. Why are they called hot pants? Is it because well, it makes you look hot? I mean, really. Hot Pants, a burlesque dancer, was turned away from her flight in Boston because her outfit was deemed improper, even though she was not in her stage costume. Wow, here's a name. Maggie McMuffin. Guys? From Seattle, was dressed in a jumper emblazoned with a tiger. Black and white hot pants... And matching thigh-high socks. Even reading those words, I'm feeling a stirring. Even that, just saying that sentence is making me think. <laughs> but she was barred from boarding the aircraft last May because an air hostess thought her shorts were just too darn short. Offensive T-shirts. Brad Jayakodi from Bayswater, London, pronounced himself stumped when a security man. Oh, this is brilliant. This is this can't be true. This can't be true. Listen to this. This is incredible if it's true. Brad Jayakodi from Bayswater, London, pronounced himself stumped when a security man at Heathrow's Terminal 5 took objection to his... Now, he's wearing a T-shirt, right? Both of you have a guess... What was on his T-shirt? Ed, you first. What was on his T-shirt that um, the, the security guard said, you ain't getting on the plane with that on, buddy? Was it some sort of 
terrorism joke or something like a picture of bin laden or something i don't know okay no no that, that even that i would think would be a bit extreme to stop but okay no it wasn't a picture of it okay. wasn't well not not quite okay not right. quite catherine what what do you think was on um right brad's t-shirt that prevented him from getting on board a flight was it a picture of donald trump well you're both kind of in the in the right ballpark actually so maybe it's not that fantastic um he had a Transformers T-shirt featuring Optimus Prime, the leader of the Autobots. What? Jay Cody, thirty, then thirty, recalled. He says we won't be able to let you through because your T-shirt has got a gun on it. <laughs> so the T-shirt might shoot somebody. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what are you talking about? It's a cartoon robot with a gun as an arm. What was I going to do? Use the shirt to pretend I had a gun. <laughs> Jay Cody had to change before being allowed to board. Wow. Oh, come on. If that's true, that is beautiful. That is absolutely beautiful. You do get the feeling that some of these security people... They enjoy the power, don't they? They enjoy the power. I, I, I normally get on quite well with security people because um, I've got just the right amount of, of jokes with them and then I, uh, a, a little bit of sympathy with them because they're doing a mundane job. And um, But I still annoy... I still, to this day, annoy my wife. Kath, Kath I think we did it when we went to the security go, Kath, where have you hidden the guns, stroke bombs stroke drugs any one of those in the security at a loud whisper kath where have you hidden the drugs have you got the guns constantly oh people traveling with me hate it of course they do it's a really stupid thing to do what's that is it um is it meet the parents or meet the fuckers where he's he gets on the plane and he's going i'm afraid so we're gonna have to ask you to leave you mentioned the word bomb he's going bomb 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 very funny film. I haven't seen that for a while. I need to watch that again. Um, in another case, Alan Jasson, 55, a London-based IT worker, was banned from a Qantas flight in Melbourne in 2007 for wearing a T-shirt featuring an image of President George W. Bush along with the slogan, World's Number One Terrorist. What a crazy world we live in. Huh? Julie, I'll come to you after this. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Um, Tarby coming up soon. Evening, Julie. Good evening, Ian. Good evening, Julie. Hello. Hello, Julie. What have you got for us? I thought I would just try and do a trailer for you. Oh, you're going to have a go? I'm going to have a go. It's... And then as I talk on the phone, I'm thinking... No, maybe not, but oh. hey, I'm here now. No, you're here now. There's the, you can back out of it if you want, but we'd all think much, much <laughs> less of you, Julie. So okay. here we go. Press record and play on the cassette. We've got a fresh cassette in. Um, uh, <laughs> away you go, Julie. Ian Lee on Talk Radio, 10pm to 1am. Sometimes you cry, sometimes you laugh, always unique. Oh, that was clever because it's you, 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 isn't it? Was that right? Yeah, right. It is, isn't yeah. it? It's you, you, you. You cry, you you laugh, unique. <laughs> Did you know that you'd done that? Yes. That's thinking, you see. <laughs> this is this is the problem with this with this show, um, uh, Julie, that, that I'm the only one that thinks. <laughs> no one else thinks. No one else does any thinking. It's all down to me, to all the thinking. It'd be nice to collaborate with someone who did um, thinking. 
Just, just, just listen, guys. Just, just take note. Take note. Um, thank you, Julie. Um, well, you will have to listen tomorrow to find out who gets the gig. Okay, cheers, Ian. Cheers, my dears. Ta-ta. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine. Uh, one thousand is the phone number. <laughs> Catherine's giving me the bird. Yes. Good evening, Robert. Hi, yeah. How you doing, mate? Um, good, thank you, Robert. What you got for us this evening? I was going to give a shot at the old introducing the Mr. Lee I'm going to stop the music because the music will get in the way. Um, now, if I'm honest... A bit nervous. You should be, because this is a really uh, high-profile gig. Um, most of them have been a bit ropey this evening. I think... Um, I like Julie's you, you, you. That was clever. Wordplay, you see. And the show is very... The show is a very intelligent... Um, wordplay. We're a bit like um, if Alan Corran were a show on talk radio, then the, he, the, this show would be Alan Corran. If that, um, the, yeah. So, oh God. No. So what I'm saying is, Robert, um, it's going to have to be good. It's going to have to be Alan Corran good. A man sorely missed, a very funny, a very intelligent, a very very clever man. You're going to have to do it, Alan Corran good. Cool. Can I get a bit of echo? That help? No, no, because I tell you what, because they, it, this is the only radio station I've worked in where they don't have like a little reverb fader. You can't put a little bit of reverb. Oh, Even no. BBC <laughs> Local Radio have got reverb. Oh, no, man. So you'll have to do the echo yourself. Right, I'll try. Here we go. Right, can I count in? Flip it, give me a count in. Right, one, two, three, four. Ooh. Ladies and gentlemen, introducing to you in the red corner, the undisputed heavyweight champion of TalkSpot Radio, Mr. Yuli. In the blue corner, caller, phoning in at 0844-499-1000. Call charges and local rate apply. Let's get ready to Yuli. Okay. Um, well, yes, you, you said it. Um, if that's your best, well, it was about six times too long. Couple, there were three. There were, no, it wasn't. I'm being like, it wasn't rubbish. There are only three things wrong with it. It was about six times too long. Oh no! Yeah, you got the name of the radio station wrong, <laughs> and you got the telephone number wrong. Apart from those three. Minor trivial things. That was spot oh. on, Robert. Oh, sorry about that. Yep, 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 yep. I mean, absolutely awful. Shocking. Name the station wrong, the number wrong, and it's too low. How is that even a thing? How, how could you even do that? That's outrageous. Uh, we've got another nine minutes before Tarby um, starts talking. Oh, three, four, 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 nine, nine, one thousand is the. Um, telephone number if you want to give us a call story should we go oh this is a nice one um at 77 years they've been married longer than anyone in britain so what's phyllis and george's secret i bet it's his massive schlong it must come on no no it's not is it it's not, don't, tell, don't tell me i've not read the story don't tell me he lost his schlong in the war no but it just reminds me of one of the first <laughs> One of, the first reporting, one of the first reporting jobs I went out on. Was on a massive schlong? Well, kind of. What? It, I was working for the Warrington Guardian. 
just for a couple of weeks. Yeah. And they sent me out to interview this delightful <laughs> couple who were celebrating their golden wedding anniversary, right? She was blind. They were both really old. She was blind. And they gave me lots of words of wisdom about, you know, being married and not going to bed on arguments and stuff and the yeah. secret of success. Yeah. And as I left, yes. I noticed on the mantelpiece, well, well, a massive marital aid. What? Yeah. What? Yeah. Like an old-fashioned one. Front or back? Well, it was like... It was one of them old-fashioned cream ones that looked like a rhino horn. On it the, wasn't a rhino horn, though. Uh, on the mantelpiece? On the mantelpiece. She clearly couldn't see it. What? Hang, hang, and he'd uh, forgotten to put it away, I hang, think. Hang on a minute. Hang on a minute. So many different questions going through my... So what... Was he... For her whole... Has she been blind forever? No, I think it's something that happened later on. We well, poked her in the eye. <laughs> <laughs> was he pretending that that was I don't know when his... she went blind, but I think we know why. Was he pretending that that was his penis? <laughs> or he... Oh, that is... Di- that is brilliant. Well, I know. Well, and I kind wrong of... and disgusting I and wonderful. It. I noticed it as I put my cup of tea like, down and, and said thank you very much to them. And, and I did think about it all the way home. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't put it in the article. I kept it clean. Oh, you should have... Um, oh, <laughs> that... Taken a picture. Yeah, of course you, you should have. Of course, in these days of Twitter, it would have been all over. Yeah, well, you know... That, but anyway, we good, know what the secret was. Good for them. Well, the, the, the secret here is that the, uh, they have a shepherd's pie every night. That's, that's, their, that's their secret. I think that put into, into the shadow of the... Um, well, the, 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 I'm speechless. I'm absolutely speechless. Good for them. Well done. Um, 0344 499 is the, um, telephone number if you want to give us a call. What have I got here? The stories are all, there's some good ones, but they're all a little bit, um... Oh, this is terrible. I saw this. This is awful. Now, I don't watch TOWIE. I don't know The Only Way is Essex. I don't know it, but I know that everyone on it is a knob. Is that right? Yeah. Mother... <laughs> That's a bit harsh. I'm sure there are some lovely people on there. I'm sure they're absolutely delightful people. Apart from this bloke. Mother's Day was ruined for one mum after she was mocked by a TOWIE star who told his 400,000 Instagram followers she was a swinger. John Clark secretly filmed Kelly Maddox and Hubby Lee as hubby, husband, Lee, not hubby Lee, as they chatted to another couple in a restaurant. He posted the clip and a photo on Instagram and joked, These lot next to me are definitely swingers. Remind me of that couple off Benidorm on ITV, lol. They ain't come together. Go on. They ain't come together. Go on. He signed off with hashtag swingers, hashtag who's doing whose wife. Put them through quick, because we've only got a couple of minutes. Kelly, 51, and Gaines, uh, Gas Mains Layer Lee, 52, were having dinner at the 400-quid-a-night Life House Spa, but they didn't hear about their humiliation until Mother's Day. Mum of two, Kelly of Southend, said, My nephew called us and said the photo had been liked by two or 3,000 people. Flip it, it. I mean, that's out of war. So he secretly filmed them at the next table and put it up on um, on Twitter and Instagram. That's That's a bit naughty. That's a little bit um, uh, naughty. All right, we're going to go to, um, well, some caller. Why don't you want to give your name? 
Hello, welcome, and thank you for downloading this podcast. Uh, this podcast comes with a warning. This is a genuine warning. This isn't me doing a, a, a piece. Uh, this is a proper warning. Uh, this, what you're about to hear is the last 30 minutes, just under 30 minutes, of the show on Tuesday night. And it is no exception, uh, no exaggeration, sorry, for me to say it was the most uncomfortable bit of radio I have ever been involved in. And not uncomfortable in the good way, you know, not like the, me holding the long silences or dusting the studio. Um, it was a call. And um, we were going to play the pre-recorded interview of uh, Jimmy Tarbuck. And this call flashed up on the screen. And we had three minutes before I had to hit play on the uh, Tarby interview. And I I said to Catherine, Catherine, just put that through. Whoever that is, put them through quickly. Um, And it uh, came up on the screen. He does not want to give his name. I thought, oh, this will be fun. And if you listen carefully, I've got um, uh, Fleetwood Mac um, uh, being played by a string quartet going on in the background. That stops pretty sharpish when I realise it's not a gag call. Um, It... And we undenard about putting this out as a podcast. Basically, what I'm saying is, if you've got kids, probably I would not let them listen to this. If you are in any way um, triggered or upset by people talking about stalking or um, uh, uh, threats of sexual violence... I would suggest you switch off and you probably don't need to hear this. Uh, we um denied about putting this out as a podcast. We weren't going to put it out as, as a podcast. Um, but we kind of decided it happened. It had gone out on the air. It, it's still available to listen to on the Listen Again feature. If you go on the website, you can listen to all of the show again. And it was still there. Um, <clears throat> so we kind of thought, well, actually... We will put it out as a podcast because maybe someone will get something out of this, uh, something positive out of this. I, I do warn you, and it's, it's, it's not a warning I make lightly. This really is um, really uncomfortable listening, and you will hear me. Are we playing the whole half an hour right up to the end with Hassan's call as well? I think so, yeah. yeah I, 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 I agree. Um, <clears throat> you will hear me completely lost not only for words but for what to do okay you will um you will hear me just 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 lost completely lost and and flummoxed by this okay um you have been warned okay with that warning in mind um have a listen to thomas was that the name he gave have a listen to thomas uh because I want to talk about an experience what I've had. Okay, away you, you go, sir. Well, I mean, uh, you can call me uh, Thomas. Okay, Thomas. Um, I used to be uh, a stalker, and I want—I used to be obsessed with this girl. Right. Um. Um. And, um, and I lost contact because of making. Condition. What's your yeah. condition? Muscular dystrophy to your shed. Okay, I know. I know a bit about muscular dystrophy. I got. Um, well, I had a couple of cousins that had it. One's passed away, but the others uh, still around. Okay. What do you mean you were a stalker? Well, um, recently I tried to get in touch with that individual, and they didn't want to know because apparently they moved on. Right. Uh. What do you think the future could be? Uh, 
what what do you think about people who do that those sorts of things? Well, I don't know. Um, right, hang on a second. Um, y- you came on and said you were a stalker. Okay, that and that brings up all kinds of connotations. Uh, I used to be. Well, what 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 what, what do you? How did you? How did you I'm used to ex- stalk? What did you do well, that you would classify as stalking? It was... Well, I was arresting her. Right. Did the police get involved? Um, yeah, yeah, they went to were involved. Did you, did you get charged with it? Well, I hired a private investigator and... <laughs> and they put a tracker on a car and shit. Sorry for the language. No, sorry, just a yellow card. Just... just, just but so did, 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 did the police, did the police, did she get the police involved to stop you doing that? Yeah, because, because I was at a house and... Who's that in the, who's that in the background? Ago. Who's that in the background, Thomas? Uh, it's, it's my bed. I've got a squeaky bed. bed. Squeaky bed. You're not in prison, are you? It yeah, sounds like a prison bed. One of us. No, so, I'm not in uh, Majesty's Friday. Right, hang on a minute. So, I, I need to go back quite a bit, and guess what, guys? I think we might play Jimmy Tarbuck tomorrow. Um, you, uh, okay, so, so forget... So, how did, you, how did you meet this girl? Did you go to school with her? No, we lived on the same street. Right. And did she express any interest in you? Uh... When we were kids, we were just friends playing out. Yeah. But when I went into secondary school, uh, because of my condition, uh, it affected me because I couldn't walk. Yeah. And I ended up getting a bit obsessive with her. Yeah. And then it affected me, it affected it in the future because I did bad things to her. Um, but when I got older, I started contacting her and then the, she got the police. Right. Did the police charge you with, with stalking? Or, or charge yeah. you with anything? It was a caution. Right, got a caution, okay. So, so that, that, that means that they think you did something bad. You said yeah. you did bad things to her. What does that mean? Well, on the computer, uh, I, um, I, 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 I broke into her account and uh, started harassing her and what, now, what do you mean by harassing? What were you, what you, what were you saying to her on the computer? Uh, I was trying to get her attention, and, but she kept ignoring me. But what were you saying? I want to know specifically what you said. How did you try and get her attention? I said, why won't you talk to me? If you don't talk to me, I'll do stuff, things like that. Okay, we're getting somewhere now. When you said, if you don't talk to me, I'll do stuff, were you saying you would do stuff to her or you would do stuff to yourself? To her. Like hurt her? Uh, some things like that, yeah. Oh, man. But I would... <laughs> Go on. Yeah. Go on. Well, I think the reason why she doesn't want to speak to me is because she has kids now. Yeah. Maybe the... the, the listen... She's not, you know she's not interested in you, don't you? Yeah. Kids or no kids, she's not interested in you. And, and, you, and you also know the way to get a woman, you know, to, to, to attract a woman's attention is not to threaten her. Yeah. 
Yeah. Well, I listen to music I daydream about it. Mate, you need to get help, Thomas. Uh, yeah. Cause, but this cause... was a few years ago. Right, okay. And yet I, you're I, still I want... thinking about her. Yeah, but did I you ever phys- Did you ever... Hang on a second. Did you ever physically hurt her? Never. Right. Just, just on the computer. Okay, but that's, but that is still, you know, uh, uh, it, that is still vicious. It's still a vicious attack uh, to, to threaten I people. Threatened to rape her. Jesus, Thomas, man, what, why, why did you think that that was? Why did you think that that was a good idea? Because she was ignoring me, and yeah. I wanted to find her a bit to get her attention. Thomas, you're not well, dude. You're not well, man. Um, you mentioned getting, you, you had a private investigator follow her and you tracked, you, you put a tracker on her car. And I went to her address. <laughs> and her boyfriend went out and confronted me and he wanted to kick, kick, kick the crap out of me. Yeah, and you, I can, I, I can understand why you'd want to do that, Thomas. You know, if anyone threatened any, um, body, male or female in my life with, with sexual assault, I would want to kick the crap out of them. Um, but when we were younger, we used to get along. But... Yeah, well, p- people fall out, and and the way to get people to fall back in ain't to threaten them with rape, because that's ter- that's a terrible thing to do, Thomas. That is an awful thing to do. Yeah, it was. A, I regret it though, but I want to. I want to stop other people from doing this sort of no, stuff. No, you don't. That's not what. That's not why you phoned up, is it? You phoned up because you want me to tell you that it'll be all right, and maybe one day, maybe one day, she'll be interested in you. That's what you want to hear, isn't it? But she'll just keep going to the police. Mate, she's... You've, you've, you have... When was the last time you made contact with this poor woman? She's... She's 22 and I'm 25. Right. When was the last time you made... You tried to make contact with this poor woman? Uh, a, a few months ago. Thomas, dude, you have got to stop. So I get telling her them. Uh, I don't want to mention her them. No, don't. No, 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 because it's not. Because because it's not fair. What I very rarely am I at a loss for words or with 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 how to deal with a situation, mate. You have got to stop. You have got to stop. That poor, poor woman doesn't deserve any of this. At all. And the muscular dystrophy, that's a, that's a MacGuffin. That's a red herring. That's nothing to do with this at all. She won't talk to me anymore. No, Thomas, Thomas, Thomas! She doesn't want to know you. You threatened sexual assault. You stalked her. She had to get the police involved. She doesn't want to know you, Thomas. And I'm shouting, but I know that you're not hearing this. That police really frightened me. Good. Good. I'm glad they frightened you. Because she's terrified of you, Thomas. 
I, I listen. I hate to have a go at a poor soul, but I, the, the muscular dystrophy is is irrelevant to this. It's a it's a it's a lousy disease. It killed a cousin of mine, and it's 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 it's, it's done terrible things to another cousin. She's got kids, dude. She's a woman, and she's got kids. You have got to stop, man. And my suggestion to you, Thomas. No, no, no. My suggestion to you is that that you have got to go and get help. You have got to go and see a doctor or a counsellor or a psychiatrist or a therapist, and you have got to share honestly and openly with a medical professional, not some bloke on the radio, with a medical professional exactly what you're feeling about her and exactly what you're thinking. Because this ain't going to go away, man. No. Thomas, you're wrong. You are wrong on this. You are 125% absolutely wrong on this. You are in a position of power as an older man. You are in a position of power over somebody who is frightened of you and has got kids to look after. What you are saying to me now, and I'm sorry if this sounds harsh. I'm not sorry it sounds harsh. What you are saying to me now is not normal behaviour. Uh, I, I feel humiliated there. I, I, you know, that's not my intention. My intention is to try and swerve you away from a poor soul that has done nothing to deserve um, the threat of sexual violence against her. That cop said that was, she was terrified. Yes, mate! Right? If you love someone, do you think it is normal to terrify them? Uh, I daydream about saving a life when I listen to music. Thomas, mate, you're not well, dude. You are not well, and you are beyond the, um, the, the normal illness that we talk about and deal with on this show, right? Two things... There are three things I can see... Three options I can see happening, right? One, one, and this is one of the better of the three options, is you end up in prison, right? Uh, the other thing is, I, I, I look like a, a ex-boyfriend. Mate, you're, talking, you're, you're rambling and talking nonsense. Here are the three options that I can see. One, this is, the sec- this is the second best option. One, you end up in prison, right, for terrifying her. Two, this is the worst option. You end up physically hurting her, right? Three, and this is still an option, you go and get help and you try and reprogram your brain because you have got no right over this poor woman. You have got no right to make her feel scared. You have got no right to make her uh, her feel um, overly protective of her children. You have got no right to be meddling with this woman's life at all. All. You've got no right. We don't have any right over other people. I've got no right over my wife. I've got some rights over my kids, but I've got no right over my wife. And Thomas, you have got no right to make this woman scared. Imagine that's your mum. Imagine someone's doing that to your mum. I would want to kick the crap out of her. Exactly, dude! Why are you calling me? What do you want to get out of this call? I want to share my story when I was a stalker. You still are, Thomas. You still are.
and I'm sorry if I don't sound sympathetic, right? My sympathy is with that woman, is with her partner, and is with her kids. That's where my sympathy is. I've got sympathy because you've got muscular dystrophy, but that's got nothing to do with this. Nothing to do with this, right? I've got sympathy with her and her family. And I've got to be honest with you, right? What are you thinking of doing? Sorry? What are you thinking of doing in regards to this woman? Uh, but, uh, uh, to, to, I don't want her to be scared of me. Right. Then you have to stay out of her life forever. Yeah. Are you thinking of getting in touch with her? Uh, not the current minute. I'm in a really... Yeah. I have to have a really serious... Oh, Jesus. Jesus Christ. I've got to talk to my producer because... Should I tell you what, what is going on in my head right now? Shall I tell yeah. you? I think we... I think morally I am obliged... I can see where you're calling from. Morally, I'm obliged to give your to, I've, to give this number to the police. I feel obliged to do it because, from what I am getting from this phone call, Thomas, uh, is a, a, a young woman's. No, since the police, since the police have spoken to me, I've learned from it. No, you haven't, mate. You haven't. And and my moral obligation yeah, is not have. my moral obligation is not to that woman. It's not. Sorry, it's not to you. It's to that woman and her kids. And I feel... I just... I just want people... Oh, this is I awful. Just want... This is awful. This is awful. Jeez, this is yeah. awful. I just want other people... Other, other weirdos like me to stop doing it. When was the last time? Doing... This is awful. I don't know what to do. This was three months ago, okay? When was the last time... Three months... When was the last time the police spoke to you? Two months ago. What did they say to you? Strong words. Thomas, I, me, I, I tell you what... They I, told I, me, they said, if I contact her again, I'll go down to prison. They said they'll arrest This me. is awful! <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. Do you know what? I'm, and now I'm being selfish. I, I, I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about the position this puts me in. This puts me in an awful, awful position. Thomas... Um, wait, please, please, wait, I don't, oh, I've Jesus, don't what I did. Jesus. Listen, Thomas, want... Thomas, I'm going to let you go because I am, I am out of my depth with this. This is what I'm, this, I'm going to tell you what I am going to do. Wait, wait, wait. No, 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 no. I am out of my depth with this. I am out of my depth with that this is an awful situation i am putting my hand up and saying i'm going to get in touch with the police and i'm going to give that tape to the police in in that area catherine i have to i have to oh god i feel terrible this is awful this is not how, this is not how this show is supposed to end this is awful Um, 
I've never been in this position before. Right. Okay. I'm making. I'm. I'm making the decision. Right, Catherine. Please, can we? Um. Uh. Oh God, I feel sick. This is not how this show is supposed to end. This is awful. If Hassan's calling in to talk about that, I don't want to talk about it. Um. What we do is, if we can clip that audio, please. Um. If we can find the police force in that area. Um. And I'm happy to send an email with the audio and with that phone number just saying I feel very uncomfortable because I feel, I feel beyond uncomfortable. I feel actually... I'm, uh, I'm sorry, Thomas. I, I mean, I don't... I, I'm, sh- I'm shaking. That's, I, I have to do that, don't I, Kath? That's, that's it. That's it. Across the UK, online and on DAB. Late night, Ian Lee on Talk Radio. We have ways of making you talk. Tell you what. Tell you what. Fifteen years on and off of doing radio. Longer than that, actually. Nearly twenty. Um. I have never. I'm going to put my hands up. I'm, 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 I'm totally out of my depth. I am totally out of my depth. I have never felt uh, so upset and uncomfortable. Uncomfortable isn't even the right word. Uh, but uh, uh, so bewildered I've never, I've never felt so bewildered as to what to do um, after a call. I've, I've, flipping it. I, I've never felt I do I do, <laughs> never felt so bewildered as to what to do after a call. Um I have made the decision and I, I've I hate myself for saying it, I've made the decision, we're gonna clip that. I know what area that gentleman was calling in, calling from, and um we're gonna um send the police force that bit of audio and I feel I should apologise. I should have stopped that I feel I should have stopped that call. Um I should have stopped that call a lot earlier on. And I would like to apologise if anyone um, was was upset by that. I would like to apologise um, if uh, if anyone found that the content of that call particularly disturbing. Um, and I um, profoundly apologise because I made a bad judgment, and I should have I should have stopped that call about a minute into it. Should have done that and. Um, I made I made a, I made the wrong decision. I made the wrong decision. No, I did. I did, Kath. I did. I made the wrong decision allowing that call to go on. I got distracted with the muscular dystrophy, and I wasn't listening to the. I wasn't. I got distracted by that, and I wasn't listening. 
I made a I made a wrong decision. I'm genuinely really sorry. Let's go to Hassan. Good evening, Hassan. Good evening, Ian. Hassan, what are you called in for, boss? Um, I was, I was listening to your podcast. I haven't listened this week, I'm afraid, uh, due to work, so really sorry. Unbelievable. Um, Unbe- I, I want know, a note from uh, your you mother. Me. I know you hate you hate callers who call in who haven't listened to your show, so I'm one of them today, I'm sorry. Um, I, don't, I, don't, something... I don't hate them at all, don't worry. Well, go on. You mentioned it. But the thing is, Ian, um, you're the only person... Uh, who's ever said he likes Coke and milk? And Catherine was flabbergasted. Yeah, she'd never heard. It. Well, it's a big thing in my uh, in my community. Well, not in so much in the Asian community, but especially in my family. Like my dad drinks it every night. Coke and milk. It's um, <gasps> cokey milk. It's uh, it's what it's all about. It's what it's all about, Hassan. It's the future. What other um? Do you know what, Hassan? I'm gonna I'm gonna say goodbye because I can't fake it. So I'm trying to fake yeah, it and I can't fake right, it. That's fine. Yeah, that's but bless you, brother. Bless you. Um, I'm trying to fake it and I can't fake it. So what we're we gonna do? Uh, we've got f- 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 four minutes, four minutes um, to do something. I'm not gonna play a bit of music because that would be inappropriate. Um, None of the stories in the newspaper seem to um, particularly hit the spot. So, so, I don't know how to, I, honestly, I'm, I'm, I do not know how to end the show. And that's not even me doing a piece. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know how to finish the show. I don't, and I'm, I don't, Kath, I don't know how to finish the show, and it's not me, I'm not even doing a thing, I don't know how to, I don't know what to do for the next three minutes, I don't know what to do, that call has really upset me, you know, and I'm, I made the wrong decision, I made totally the wrong decision, I shouldn't have, I shouldn't have, just, I shouldn't have done it, oh, jeez, ah, I have no I have no ending for the show. I have no ending for the show. And it doesn't feel right to do a cute little well, I'm I've got nothing to for the show, so I'm just gonna sit here for two minutes in silence. That doesn't feel um that doesn't feel appropriate, does it? Uh I've never had a call that's had such a profound effect on me. <clears throat> um and I'm now Listen to me. I'm making it all about me, and it's not about me at all, is it? And that's um, that's the thing. Um, well, we'll play Jimmy. T- we'll, we, we might play Jimmy Tarbuck tomorrow. <laughs> we might play Jimmy Tarbuck tomorrow. Um, We've got the call straight to air on Friday. We've got some good stuff coming up in the week. There we go. That's what we can talk about. We've got some good stuff coming up in the week. We um, we can play Jimmy Tarbuck tomorrow. That'll be fun. Uh, Wednesday night. Um, Thursday, we've got Joe McGrath coming in, which I am absolutely thrilled by. Genuinely thrilled by. It's not, it's not me faking it. I'm, I'm, I'm over the moon. The director of the Magic Christian. 88. 88. 
yesterday, today, Tuesday, and whenever Tuesday was, 88 years old. So he's coming in, and on Friday we'll take calls straight to it. I'm going to tell you how I'm feeling. I'm going to make it about me. Why the hell not? My show, do I, do what I want. Uh, I, I am, I am, uh, uh, I am shaking, I am speechless, and I feel sick. It's not in my stomach. I feel really sick that, um, I mean, I don't know, 45 seconds to go. Doesn't that feel like uh, an absolute lifetime, huh? Doesn't it feel like a lifetime? I ain't got nothing, guys. For the first time, I ain't got nothing. 30 seconds to go. 30 seconds to go. That's all I've got. is <laughs> a, a countdown. 20 seconds. 21 seconds. 21 seconds to go. Let me, let me know when you need the studio. I've got 21 seconds before I have to go. Right. I'm done. I'm out of here. Show's finished. Show's over. Go away. Bye-bye.